0: club culture family if you are on youtube make sure you like comment subscribe and hit that bell and if you're on your favorite streaming platform thank you for tuning in and make sure you leave us a rating this is episode 45 i got my boy isaac here with me
1: i know the deal
0: i got my man jay in the back yo what's up you know big sexy t here um (laughs) (laughs) isaac talk to me man what you been up to
1: man i've been working physical therapy school been rough other than other than that I got my new baby out so
0: man, I, I that calm. sound like an album I got my new baby out <laughs> you no. know new
1: baby out so I'm up, just my first kid so it's new fatherhood so yeah it's new territory I mean.
0: yeah man new territory how's it to be a fresh new father
1: okay when they tell you no sleep yeah no <laughs> sleep is real okay no Cause, no cause sleep yeah because it's just that inconsistent sleeping schedule a little bit uh-huh but like as he's getting older now and we're going on three months next week he's been sleeping a lot more Okay. Yeah, so but it's been a lot of fun. But it's it's learning as you go. It's not just like you know that off the bat in the hospital was teaching us prior to that mm-hmm. you we know, got released. So everything for that was just I'm just learning as we go on. So
0: how's fun. Gigi how's uh the mother Gigi's been?
1: That's my superhero. Yeah. Yeah, Gigi's my superhero. Um holding the fort down with me at school. Yeah. Holding the floor down with but we have two cats, the baby, and she's basically at home by herself mm-hmm. right now until I get home from school, mm-hmm. and she take care of me, the baby, and everything, just because I'm in school. So that's my superhero. I give her too much, a lot of credit right
2: Aww. now. Shout credit. out, GG.
1: Yeah, shout out to my boo thing.
0: <laughs> so when you do, when you learned that you were father, what was your first reaction?
1: I was excited. So what was funny? I was thinking we was because you know I got my podcast. So like right before like episode five. I had just got home from work, and she looked at me, and, and I was just, like, nervous. hmm And, like, she told me right before the podcast started, and I'm Not like... Now, why the fuck she do that? <laughs> hey, yeah. Okay, she did mess me up, because the entire podcast, yeah. my mind was just stuck, and I'm just looking at her throughout the whole podcast. And, on, I'm G-G. Like, and I'm like, man, I'm really about to be a father that entire episode. Yeah. Man. But I was just excited, just because I was just looking for something, because at that time, I was going through a lot. Mm-hmm. Just with, like, losing my sister earlier that past year, but just that was just like a pick-me-up, like a whole mm-hmm. boost, because now it's like I'm not grinding for myself and G no more. I'm grinding for somebody who's really dependent on me now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so.
0: All right, Isaac, we're going to get you together, because on your podcast, you typically have your mic like this. Standing
1: yeah, it's hand. hard for me, y'all. I'm sorry.
0: You got to keep it here with you. All right, you feel all, right me? all right, all right.
1: Get comfortable. We locked in. We just going to have a I'm conversation
0: trying. today. So your podcast uh is mainly a sports podcast.
1: Yes, yes, yes. So... We got Action Podcasts, also on TikTok, Apple Music, and Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, It just started off with me just wanting to talk sports with guys, like my guys. Um, And then me and my best friend Danny came together and was like, we can do this.
0: That's not very inclusive. Well,
1: I wanted anybody, but I just wanted, <laughs> I was talking to anybody at the time, but I just wanted to chop sports with everybody. Just, that's my thing. I like to just talking sports. And when he did that, he started setting everything up with, like, Spreaker and everything, and then we found our two friends, Vitor and Christian, who went to college with him. Mm -hmm. And things just kicked off from there, from that day. So we got all the equipment, and then all we do is just talk sports, any type of sports, you name it. So ride Rangers, NBA, MLB, NFL. so. So do you, like, have a membership to see every sport? So I do have a membership to watch all NFL and NBA games. Yeah. MLB, I'm slowly getting into it. Uh-huh. So so base, baseball is mostly like Christian and V thing and Danny's thing and that's me just chiming in at that point mm. but when it's the other sports I'm like locked in and loaded
0: with those so when they start talking basketball uh baseball you're like damn for real yeah all right yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i mean you pay attention like you'll see my involvement in the beginning of the episode and we switch to baseball my involvement like drops off a little bit uh-huh. and that's just cuz i'm sl- slowly learning the game and that's because i felt like the game was too slow to start mm-hmm. so Now I'm watching it now with the new rules and stuff, and it's been a little bit more interesting. The game's a lot more faster for me. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I could do this. So this year, so the last couple episodes, I've been a little bit better, but... Baseball was not my favorite sport. Walking into this,
0: yeah, I learned when I was watching. I think Rob Parker on the Breakfast Club. You said like the bases are larger.
1: Bases are larger,
0: and uh, the pitcher get less time.
1: Pitchers get less time, and batters get less time. Okay, so they can't keep taking timeouts to like re get like fixed gloves and mm-hmm. everything. Um, pitchers don't have this time to keep like setting their feet, think mm-hmm. about every pitch they want to throw, and like games finishing in two hours compared to like three to four. They used to. Yeah, so and I could take that a lot. Compared to three to four hours, I just felt like the game wasn't going fast enough.
0: So the the connection that me and Isaac have is that we both went to the same college, yes. <clears throat> graduated from the same college as well. You know, <laughs> gotta make sure you put that
2: in. <sighs> uh, <laughs> and
0: so that's where we met each other. Um, talk a little bit about your experience at Dominican University. Man, coming in out. as a freshman, black man.
1: Shout to DU, but mm-hmm. uh, so coming in as a freshman, I think I was like, I ain't gonna say cocky, just because I was coming from a program where I was, I basically was, emoted molded to who I was as a player and mm-hmm. as a person, and that was St. Patrick High School. So they molded me a lot. So I was just looking for somewhere where I could cha- make like change the narrative. Mm-hmm. And when I got recruited to stay uh, Dominican, it was just about we need guys who could rebound, do this, and my dad was sitting there like, I already do these things. So it was just like. But when I hear a record of, like, we 5 and 25 or 5 and 20 before I'm coming in, I'm like, we could change that. Mm -hmm. And, okay, later did I know I couldn't change that. (laughs) But, hey, that's what my mindset was walking in my freshman year. But then I was just meeting the guys as we got there. And I really thought we could. Yeah. We go a little bit deeper, but I just feel like... Yeah, we,
0: like, we, we, we can a little bit. Yeah,
1: we go a little deeper, but other than that, I was just looking to change the narrative as I got there and just trying to do something special by the time I left that four years.
0: So what what other options did you have outside of DU to hoop and um, go to school?
1: So when I first started, like those freshman, sophomore years, before I ended, like, 10 of my meniscus in my junior year and senior year, mm-hmm. I had some D1 offers just sitting there ready to go because I was playing really well at AU. Mm-hmm. But then... I stopped playing AAU because the doctor was basically like, okay, you overdoing it with your body? Mm-hmm. So I quit AAU, so I lost all those deep offers. Mm-hmm. And then I went to it like one day in Waukegan, like a, con, like a combine in a sense, mm-hmm. and played there. And then Dominican hit me up right there and there. So I had Dominican and Wabash, and at that time I didn't know anything about Division three schools. yeah, And I just knew my brother went to Dominican, I was like. All right, there it goes. I know Coach White. So I'm like, all right, we're going to see play for him. Mm-hmm. So, so it was had, an
0: easy decision for you
1: after you stopped playing at you. Yep, easy decision. Because it was like my first couple of hours start rolling in. And I was like, it's easier for me to stay here. And I feel like this is a narrative that I, like I'm craving for in a sense to change. Mm-hmm. And that's why I went there. Okay,
0: well, shit. <laughs> Do you have any regrets with that decision to go to DU and hoop there?
1: Yes. Um, I think... Because it didn't click for me until my senior year on what kind of player I could be. Mm -hmm. But I also do think it's the people I had in the locker room with me at that time to Mm -hmm. believe in me a little bit more. But also, I do feel like it was just a lot of egos with the guys I played with. Mm. So, in order for us to... I felt like I played with a lot of talent, but it was just so many egos that that talent will never mesh.
0: So we kind of talked about the man's ego throughout some episodes on this podcast. And I personally think that ego is one of the number one reasons why people relationships in people can't maintain relationships. Right. So you telling me that from your freshman year to your senior year, y'all probably won like what? 15 games. That's 25 games a season. So 15 out of a hundred.
1: Yeah. Because of ego. I would say that. I would say my first two years, more ego. No. First year was all ego. Sophomore Mm -hmm. year, I just think we just had this thing of just trying to defend home court. So it was like all our egos meshed in terms of like, all right, let's not lose at home. So Mm -hmm. we never won a road game, but we won all the home games, which I we squeaked into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Then we fell right back to the ego thing. Mm And then senior year was just a group of guys who like, once the guys who had all the ego started peeling off throughout the year, and we had a group of guys who was literally trying to play for the guy to the left and to the right of them, to where we was fighting for a spot down the stretch. But it was just that too, late. Was too late at that yeah. rate, yeah. So just a lot of egos up and down. It was like, is going to be my way or the highway? Or give me the ball, we going to win this way. And it was like calling people. It was a lot going on in that locker room. That shouldn't have been going on to me.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about yeah. your infamous locker room incident. <laughs> 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 so... um. Outside of hooping at Dominican, what are some things that you feel like you gain or lack holistically as a person for choosing to go to that
1: school? So I would say, like I was telling, when it clicked for me more in my seniors, when I think I started putting things together, it was the confidence thing. Mm -hmm.
2: Because
1: it was like when you get surrounded to me by so many egos and you trying to make everything work, I feel like you take some time to like, I don't want to say put yourself on the back burner, but you try to like make everything work for everybody else. And then I feel like you forget about yourself in the mm-hmm. process and you understand that. All right. You just as talented too. So and you can do X, Y, and Z. So believe in yourself just as much as other people is believing with you. Cause I feel like the students believe in me more than some of my teammates. Mm-hmm. So, But I had a lot of teammates who was like, I need you to do this. I could believe in you this. But my goal was like, I need our egos to match. I can't be thinking about myself. I need to find a way to get us to all click together in a sense. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think, well, I could have been better with my confidence off the bat. But that's Mm -hmm. been an issue for me since I've been in high school. So
0: talk a little bit about that because, you know, season three is about accountability and so we're holding each other accountable, holding ourselves accountable, and holding others accountable, right? Mm-hmm. So what are, you say confidence, your confidence since high school. Yeah. What do you think played a part with you lacking confidence in self?
1: Um, I ain't gonna lie, my brother was a talented basketball player, uh, and my dad was, to me, is one of the best coaches I still play for to this day. mm mm-hmm. um, But... When my brother showed me the game and tried to help me get better after, play, after playing for my dad all, up way, well, all the way up into eighth grade, it's rough because you watch your brother for like from all the way up until that time put up 60 points at De La Salle. You watch him go for 40 against people. You watch him play Shannon Brown and these guys, and he's, like, dominating. But then I can't score, like, four mm-hmm. against, like, top competition, but I can go get 30 the next night against weak competition.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's just all a confidence thing to me is I put in all the work for it, sleeping, and, like, I used to get the St. pass. So St. I used to get there, like, 5 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I had class at 7.30. I would shoot up until I had class starting. Mm-hmm. And to me, when the results wasn't coming in, it's just start effing with your confidence. And I think that's the one thing is trying to stay with it. It's like, you putting in all this work in, but then I can't hit a shot when the lights come on. Mm-hmm. And that was my biggest thing. It's like, all right, that's what was messing with me over and over. It's like, I know what I can do. But when the lights come on, I'm not doing it. So mm-hmm. it's like my confidence is getting shaken left and right. Mm-hmm. And then what? Every time I felt like my two senior years, so south, my senior year at St. Pat's and my senior year at was my best years.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's because I finally put it together over and over. But then it was like I got a player that's better than me, or oh, that's the best player, and we got to cater to that.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's
1: what I felt like can handle your confidence. is like,
0: you not having to focus on yourself because they mm-hmm. yeah
1: Or like you run into like your first day in practice or your first week in practice. I think Kyle talked about it on the podcast when he was here with you. Mm -hmm. And I was on his team at that time. I literally watched Kyle make a great move and the play was for our best player. Mm -hmm. Makes a great move because the read wasn't there. Kyle scores and it was like, if I draw a play for this player, get that ball to this player. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, those players are telling us they ain't open, so they need us to help them take the pressure off of them. So Mm -hmm. when we can't do that and you telling us not to do that, that messes with your confidence too much
0: Mm for me. I was talking yesterday with my cousin because he called me. He was like, did you watch the game yesterday? Boston and uh, Miami, game yeah. six. I was like, nah, I don't support the NBA. I don't watch it. I'll just read the stats. All right. And so he was like, bro, you got to see what happened. They won. I'm like, okay. So he showed me. And he was like, why you don't watch them? I'm like, because the NBA is nothing but politics and it's a business. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. So you have a nigga that. You paying fifty million to to be on your team and to to be the face, and you got a dude that you paying five million that's sitting and riding the bench, but that man is kicking his ass probably in practice or yes. making good plays. But you gonna continue to give the other fifty mil uh tick over yep. that person because this investment got to work mm-hmm. instead of this team has to win. Yep, and so. Just at the NBA level. Yeah,
1: and that's why I'm a big fan of Miami. Mm -hmm.
2: Because
1: they got a bunch of guys where you just see, like, you got Duncan Robinson, Gabe Vincent, guys like that who just wasn't on nobody's radar. And now they down here playing, like, big minutes in the conference finals for them. And, like, what, a couple games they leading them in scoring, getting them up out of there. And that's why I'm like, I'd rather play for Miami or something like that. Because Mm -hmm. those are some guys who are going to believe in whatever talent they can get just because they see what you can actually do and believe in it. Mm -hmm. Compared to teams who are going to try to put the most talent together, but... Still, player number 12. Your 12th man on the bench going to be your best Call them out.
0: What teams do you think do that? I
1: ain't going to lie. My Phoenix Suns did that, I feel like. It was just too top-heavy. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like you just get after-role players. Mm-hmm. Instead of trying to believe in some guys who I actually think stepped into the door. Like a Terrence Ross should have played more minutes to me. Okay. Because Terrence Ross played in Matt Orlando really oh, yeah. well. Showed he can score. Yeah. He just needs somebody to help him on the defensive end. But that's when I feel like you need leaders like that to kick their ass a little bit. Like, hey. Pick it up on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Um, who else got that? The Lakers do it too. Um, it's just too much of playing to fluctuate of Rui, Austin Reeves, when both of them guys probably out playing most of the guys on that floor. Mm-hmm. And they need to be on the floor more consistently. Like, I shouldn't be bringing Rui off the bench on any of those games, I mm-hmm. feel like. Uh, and one team I just feel like just got no issues with it just because they just playing up and down as Denver. And it's because they just too deep. Yeah. So <clears throat> yeah. a lot of those guys in Denver could go produce somewhere else, but nobody else would believe in those guys. So, so yeah. that's, that's
0: yeah. That. Denver is one of those teams where you like some, they in the finals now, well, where all these bandwagons come from? No. Cause De- I, I would support bandwagon fans for Denver because Denver always been a sleeper team. It's just, yeah, they yeah, just yeah. couldn't win in the West, the West uh, and conference final. Yeah.
1: And that was my thing. And I, Hey, I was bad about Denver because I talked a lot of crap about them because I didn't think they was going to get past it finally. hmm Because it was just too much of the narrative of pushing the Lakers, Phoenix, and all these other teams. Yeah. And we just keep sleeping on Denver, who's been, yeah. like, the number one they, team in the West. The number West. one team in the whole, yeah. Like, the last two to three years, they yeah. just couldn't get out the conference finals like we were saying. And I think we had an argument in the gym one day. It was just like, you going for Denver? Mm-hmm. Bro, they ain't never made it out of the conference. They still ain't gonna make it. The same mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. But you're not looking at it to me. I feel like if you look at that leader they have in Nicole Jokic, that's probably one of the most selfless leaders you're gonna find in the mm-hmm. game. And it's like he's getting an 18, a triple double, but he's like, he's okay with that. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of guys in the NBA are okay with that. Mm-hmm. Like if they not scoring 30 or like having their name, like putting a real impact like an imprint on the game, then mm-hmm. it's a real issue for them. And that's why I like him, Jokic, and like my two teams, well. Two of the 14s as well, well. them Van Miami left because Jimmy just like that too. He'll wait down the stretch to take over again mm-hmm. compared to waiting and try to do it and force it all day. Yeah. Yep,
2: that's
0: why them they ask is where they at now because mm-hmm. Bam is um, is that player where you're paying too much money to yes. so you got to give him tick.
1: Yep. And he is the Achilles heel. Yes, and he's to me he's too talented to be that way. Mm-hmm. And he creates a disadvantage in you know, Disadvantage on the offensive end that I just don't think he understands what he can create. Mm-hmm. You six ten, a little bit probably shorter than that. That could put the ball on the floor, shoot the mid range, mm-hmm. use it. Mm-hmm. I don't think he uses it enough, and it's kind of sad because you probably got one of the tougher leaders in the NBA who's trying to get it out of you. Yeah. It's like one night you get it, yeah, and two nights you don't get it, and that's why they're, I'm pretty. That's really why Boston came back into this series. It's
0: bam. Mm-hmm. Okay. If y'all didn't expect it, this is gonna be a sports ass <laughs> episode, okay? I've been waiting to finally talk sports. I especially would love to talk sports trauma. That's my shit, <laughs> and I personally you got some shit I want to get off. I gotta get a little therapy. <laughs> but before we uh, get any further, let's play a little game. So what's some what's some, you think some games that y'all play? If y'all even play games on your on your part,
1: some games we play a start start bench cut. Yep. Would you rather? hmm But we did what? We took the start bench cut, and it started off with just doing three players, and we just did duos. Okay. So recently we just did, who would you rather start bench cut? Shaq and Kobe. mm mm-hmm. uh, Jordan Pippen. hmm And then I think we did Kareem and Magic.
0: What you doing, Jay? Who you, who you, Uh, what duo you start bench cutting? Starring Shaq and Kobe.
1: Oh. I'm benching. Mike and Pippin. Okay. And Kareem and Magic. Okay, okay.
0: What'd you think of that take?
1: I'm still taking six rings over the three rings. And I really do believe Shaq and Kobe hated each other more than Mike and Pippin. Because, mm. you know, Shaq really went to the comedy club and was like, Kobe the dick. <laughs> yeah. <moving on>. yeah. <laughs> so Like, that's that's rough to me. Like Pippin was more like I'm to have minds and now I feel like since the, the documentary came and now he like all right now I hated this man for sure <laughs> yeah, so yeah. like that when you was doing it back then I don't think you hated him as much but yeah. I really think Shaq and Kobe was that epitome of two egos mm-hmm. that was like we winning and now when it's not working and that's when everything started to fall to
0: it's crazy man the male ego is is too fucking big bro because yeah. Shaq and Kobe should have had way more, more rings, rings way that duel way more was so rings. tough okay. Let's play Weird or Null. No. Okay. So, All right. if you are new to the pod, uh, Weird or Null no is I'm going to get Isaac a headline and he has to let me know if he thinks it's weird or Null no, and he ha- he gets a one sentence explanation on why. All right, uh, shout out Jonesy for these Weird or Null no headlines. You did your shit, Bookie. <laughs> <laughs> new Black Wolf ride sharing app, which is essentially Uber with guns, has armed drivers ready to take you to your destination safely. Weird or Null. No?
1: Nah, well, I, I, yeah, nah. It's not weird to me because I think we just seen it on like the CTA thing. Mm. I feel like these drivers gotta be able to protect themselves. Just what happened a, on
0: CTA thing?
1: Uh, well, it was mm-hmm. recently it was just a shootout between a CTA passenger, like a dr- bus driver. Really? Yeah, they got the arguing. So the, the passenger pulled out a gun first. CTA driver pulled out his gun. They got to shooting at each other right there when you like paying your fare. I'm
0: a visual wow. person. As soon as you started <laughs> hey. talking, about, I'm, this nigga never put a rug up like this. Yeah, like legit.
1: And they looked at it and they both started shooting at each other wow. and then the CTA guy lost his job because they said they don't condone anybody carrying weapons, but like... You, you, in, Chicago, yeah, you in Chicago. You yeah. in Chicago. That's like, a smart man. And yeah. I felt and exactly what happened. Kid didn't have no money. It sounded like he didn't have no money for the bus ride. Mm. Get off my bus. Didn't want to get off your bus. So mm-hmm. he was trying to basically scare his way onto the bus yeah. or intimidate him. He was like, do it. They both got to shoot each other, right? There with like three other people on the bus.
0: Did it say anybody got injured or? Nobody
1: got and, No. One of the pastors got caught in a crossfire, but they didn't, didn't get like seriously harmed. Okay. And I think the driver got shot in the thigh and a guy got shot in the, the pastor got shot in the shoulder.
0: That's crazy. And, like
1: crawled off the bus and then ran away.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. All right, Um, Janelle Monet says, "I'm much happier when my titties
1: are out. Weirder not <laughs> Nah, you much happier S- when your titties out. Suns out, buns out, baby. Okay, you already know the deal. All right, shake them nipples. No, no, no. But suns out, buns out. You gotta let them out.
0: All right, a man is dead. And his two teenage sons were wounded after a grenade they found among their grandfather's old belongings exploded in their Indiana home Saturday. Weird or not?
1: That's weird. Why? I don't think you need to be holding a grenade for that long in a household like that. That back from that far back? You said from his grandfather's time, right? Yeah. Yeah, you don't need that in the house. That mother got a lot
0: of power in that. There's a lot of old-ass gunpowder in there.
1: Yeah, yeah. And There's a lot of racist gunpowder yeah, in there. Yeah, and you got kids by that too. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. That's weird.
0: Uh, former elementary school teacher's aide accused of licking a boy's feet was arrested again when he was out on bond after he approached another boy and asked to see his feet.
1: Weirder dog. That's weird. There ain't no explanation to that. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, he licking people's feet. What's wrong with that? <laughs> There's so many things wrong with that. You don't lick, <laughs> first thing is licking feet. I ain't licking. You ain't, I don't even lick feet. You shouldn't be licking feet. That's nasty.
0: You don't lick your baby feet? I'm like, nah, dang, you no so
1: feet. cute. Nope. The pedicure, manicure, toes done clean, not licking no feet.
0: I was watching not the Royal Mall podcast uh, yesterday, and they said that it's a woman's thing to, like, want to lick a baby feet or uh-uh. I uh-huh, uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. must
0: not be that type of specimen. <laughs> 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 I can't do that.
1: I can't do that. Um,
0: an Arizona man who called Border Patrol over undocumented immigrants on his property was shot and killed by Border Patrol agents. Weird and all.
1: Say it one more time.
0: An Arizona man who called Border Patrol over undocumented immigrants on his property was shot and killed by Border Patrol agents. So the man that called the cops got got by the cops. Yes. Thought you laughed. <laughs>
1: this is a
0: terrible person
2: here. That's, I was gonna
1: say that's karma, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say that's karma, but yeah, I think it's weird because how you call it and you get shot. That's how I feel about it.
0: Okay. Like, Texas high school postpones graduation after eighty five percent of class fails to own, earn diploma. Weird or not?
1: Weird, because that's the institution fault to me. If eighty five percent of them didn't earn it, what would y'all teaching them for them not to earn it?
0: I'm going to come back to that one because that's crazy.
2: <clears throat>
0: a hundred year old woman who just celebrated her birthday says secret to long life is good sex. Weird or no?
1: No. Help them keep their exercise up. You know? A hundred and, a
0: hundred and two. still fucking. <laughs> it's use to lose
1: it. That's what it's at. it says. Use <laughs> it or lose it. Use it or lose it.
0: All right. I know what I'm going to title this episode. Um, Seventh grade student Dallin Thorne was allegedly questioned by his principal if his braided hairstyle means he's a gangster. Weird or no?
1: Weird. Why? Because nobody should be basically judged based off their hairstyle, hmm. let alone insinuate they're a gangster based off their hairstyle. Just what, what makes him a gangster with his hairstyle?
0: Well, if he got a five point star in his head braided,
1: that's his choice.
0: I have no choice. A little skeptical. <laughs> a little skeptical, <laughs> man. It's his choice. I can't assume. Maybe he like it. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers QB Kenny Pickett had his car stolen in the middle of a radio interview. Re- weird or no?
1: Nah. Why? Yeah, he got for security on that car. That's too much for me. I feel like you make too much money. And as an NFL player, you shouldn't let nobody just take your car like that. Alone, it should be locked.
0: So are you saying it's his fault? Yes, yeah, it's his fault. I, don't, I, don't, I think it's his fault. I still think it's his fault. Timberland faces backlash for saying R. Kelly is still the king of R&B despite being convicted of sex trafficking. Weird or no?
1: <laughs> I think it's weird. I think it's weird. But he has some good music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's weird. He has some good music, and we already didn't cut it off already. We already didn't cut it no. off. No, the
0: fuck they didn't. <laughs> they, <laughs> no, they still, they still it. it.
1: Yeah, I was, yeah. All
0: right. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg says American Idol was the beginning of the downfall of society. Weird or all?
1: <laughs> nah. Why? There's a lot of bad people in American Idol that just can't sing. I feel like they need to broadcast. I only want the people that can sing. You just be outing people. I think that's weird already to me. So,
0: all right, last one: a two-year-old toddler in new Cor- North Korea has been jailed for life after their parents were found with a Bible.
1: That's wait. Shit.
0: A two-year-old toddler in North Korea has been jailed for life after their parents were found with a Bible. That's
1: weird. Why? Um, one, it's a two-year-old. Why is a two-year-old in jail for his parents holding a Bible? Let alone it's just a Bible. See what they did to Emmett Till. Yeah, you're right. And still, that's wrong too and weird. So, yeah.
0: All right, that was weird at all. Thank you for playing. (laughs) 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 Nah, but back to that 85% failed to get a diploma. that's ridiculous.
2: Yeah, that's terrible. That is
0: ridiculous. How do you lead up into their senior year and know that these niggas fail and they not go to pass?
1: That's what I'm saying. That's like the institution fault because it's just like if you taking a quiz mm. and everybody in the room failed the quiz and the teacher go, I think that's my fault yeah. and I got to change the quiz. Yeah. So if it's 85% of your like. like student population not graduating yeah. or earning their diplomas, I think somebody need to be talking to me, letting me know how do we miss that many people. Yeah, how do we get to this point?
0: 85. Yeah. That is crazy.
1: Only 15 Eighty-five people graduated percent. out of 100.
0: The 25% can't even experience a graduation because you niggas dumb. That's crazy. That's weird.
1: Like 85%? Yeah. Yeah, that's the school.
0: dog. Hey, man. It. Way, I need to
1: know what they was doing in class for all of y'all to be just in you like niggas
0: was just doing whatever in front of the teacher. <laughs> hey, y'all just... They was
1: coming to school for fun, bro. That's what they was doing.
0: It was actually, I was talking to my homie yesterday, and we was just reflecting on certain people we went to high school with and just, like, how they turned out. <clears throat> of course, you know, this episode, I mean, this season is about accountability. So I brought that conversation on to my cousin because he also brought up stuff from high school. And I'm just like... I, I pose the the uh, perspective that I think our lives our younger years what they say is our 20s I think it starts when we we're in high school yeah I don't mm-hmm. think our 20s is our younger years I think as soon as you get into high school that's the start of your younger years yep and I don't think you should be having like majority of it is all just have fun you're young I think it should be lock the fuck in so that when you I think your 30s. Is your prime. And yeah, that's that, when you're supposed to have your fun.
1: And that's how my guys start. Like, me and my guys in high school, it was like, we can grind now. Mm-hmm. And then when we get done with, like, school and everything, now yeah. I can start doing what I want to do. Yeah. And I think that was prepping us, and that's what St. Pat was doing, prepping us to be already adults already from the start when we mm-hmm. walked in. and When we like were 14, 15, and, what, carried all the way until he got to, what, my freshman year of college, and that's when you just surround yourself with the wrong crowd. So...
2: Yeah, I
0: don't know what it is with when you become a freshman in college and you just want to do every fucking thing, thing that you possible. Can. <laughs> and then after that, you just cool out.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's because when your body can't take it no more, I'll be honest. We was doing like a lot of stuff, uh-huh. like consuming a lot <laughs> that we shouldn't have been consuming that much about. So
0: freaky freshmen, freshmen, 15s. Yeah,
1: like me and my guys just do Four Local Fridays. <laughs> Loco Fridays, and baby. you already know four locos get you on your ass. Yeah, put you right on your ass. How many you, you
0: you needed to drink before you was on your ass?
1: It got to a point where it became more consistent. Where I could do three to four, and then three to four left and went down to just strictly one, and that's all I needed at that
0: rate. I'm, <laughs> I'm proud to say I never joined the, the four loco phase. I let that be everybody else a little fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was Daddy and Becca, man Oh Becca. my
0: gosh Dad and <laughs> Shitty ass alcohol yeah. That is crazy
1: You know when you're freshmen, you freshman you, Whatever you can pay for You'll get it Jay, so. back
0: in your day You know, in the 50s What y'all used yeah. to do for fun? Y'all had Four Locos too? Yeah, we had the original Four Locos too 40s It was like <laughs> <laughs> you know, I ain't I that old
1: man <laughs> <laughs> Not a 40 <laughs> but Yeah, I remember like When Four Locos before Came like a thing. Mm. Is at the track house at Purdue, and it was mm-hmm. like full local every Thursday. That's why was, like four local Friday. Like we was Thursdays, yeah. And well, Fridays had to be our thing because it was most of the basketball games on for us. So oh, we got man. the NBA, ESPN double header on, mm-hmm. and just got four locals in rotation. We just go in and pick up like as much as we could, and just stick it in the fridge. Oh my gosh!
0: With a um. I I grew up like watching a lot of black films. And so when I got older, I thought, you know, when you drink and you got like a can of alcohol, you got to have in a brown paper bag. Oh, no. <laughs> and don't get you drunk unless you got no. the brown paper bag.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. You was on your own with that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right.
0: We're going to get into some sports hot takes. All right. Now, you know, Carmelo, he just announced that he's retiring. Who are we giving that retire, retiring to number 15 on the Nuggets to? Jokic or Melo? I or feel both?
1: Like that's, I feel like it got to be, in a sense, it got to be both. Okay. Because Jokic is a two-time MVP, and Jokic did something nobody has done for Denver, and that's take them to the NBA Finals. But when you look at Carmelo, his body of work in Denver, to me, is that we got cornrow Melo, mm. Cornwall Melo started to fall off once he started going to New York Mm -hmm. after his first two years in New York. Mm -hmm. So I think his career was made in Denver. His legend, to me, he's still a legendary legend already, but his career is in Denver. So I think they have to both have it in a sense. Mm -hmm. It's just not right to give it to either one. To me,
0: See, I have aspirations and dreams that I think this pod's going to really be successful. And so... You know, certain things that we see on this pod might come back on us. Yeah. <laughs> we shaking hands with celebrities or whatever. It might come back on us. But I never got into the Mellow hype. What? Never, ever. Like, yeah. Mellow's great.
1: Cold. After watching you Hezo play Mellow. in college, Cold. I wouldn't think you say that.
0: Right? But I'm my motto with basketball or any sports is always, you got to win. It's always It's The yeah. objective of mm-hmm. any sport is to win. Yeah. So I never got hung up. With stats, Melo is nothing but his stats.
1: <laughs> I just, um, um, I ain't gonna say he's just stats. I can't say that. Well,
0: he, what has because I ever feel like run? there's
1: some guys who right now, like in a sense, where it's guys who perform for their teams. They just mm-hmm. didn't have enough around them. Mm-hmm. Like for me, for existence, like one of his times in Denver, he had J.R. Smith playing really well with him. Mm-hmm. And then J.I. Smith just disappeared in the playoffs. And that was the year I felt like they could have did the most damage. Mm-hmm. And that was your most complete team. Um, outside of that, I don't think he ever put himself in a situation where outside of like that, that first year in New York or so, where his team surrounded him was good enough to help get him over the hump. Because even LeBron touched down on like against the Spurs early and couldn't get nothing done by itself, so, Which is why I think we end up getting this now where we got all these stars playing together. Because they understand they can't get it done alone. And with Melo, I still think that's this issue with him. You play in the Western Conference and you played against somebody and Kobe, whose team was probably still more complete than yours, and to do something, to do the exact same thing as you do, but almost more efficient too, Kobe scoring. But having Pau Gasol on the floor with him and the other guys who understand the game a little bit better, I just can't take that away from that. like Melo. I think he's more than just stats. I just don't think he had the teams to help him get over the hump.
0: That's cool. He still didn't fucking win. Hey. Hey. I love the Phoenix Suns when it was that squad of Stoudemire, Wayman Felton, Yes. Schomper, J.R. Smith, Mello. I only played with them in 2009 uh, on 2K. That's the only team I played with, given buckets. You just couldn't be my man Bean, man. You couldn't be Kobe. And that's cool. But that was your only time that I felt like you really had the that chance. chance.
1: Yeah. And that's why I agree with you on that. And, but, I just think you can't take away – it's too many guys that's in the past time that didn't win, but their numbers showed you that they just didn't have enough around them.
0: Charles Barkley?
1: No, nah, he just he wasn't going to get it done. I don't think they was going to get it done. Coming from the West, to keep playing the East, and I think the East was tough at that time. No, nah, he wasn't going to get it done either.
0: It's sad to say this, but I think we have to give it to Jokic. Because people say the whole mellow – Putting Denver on the map. He did. Cool. You ain't win nothing, you though.
1: Wait. You can't just take him out of hit. To me, you just don't erase him for history.
0: You don't, but you. Do you
1: retire his? Okay, how about this? Because you know how, like, Kobe got 8 and 24. So mm-hmm. Melo switched to 7. you mm-hmm. Retire 7 in Denver?
0: Yes. I'm okay, sorry, I could but do that. you chose.
1: I could do that. I could do that. I could do that.
0: Somebody came after you and Ward number 15. It blew anything you ever done for that team out the water. Yogi's stats are incredibly well, ble- better than Melo's.
1: I just feel like his game's a lot different than Melo's, though.
0: It is, but it's just, if we're going off stats, the stats shows, this nigga see, blows shit See, I'm not a stats I guy.
1: Walk. I like the, it's to me, mm, because I didn't even want Yogi's to win MVP this year. So. I feel like he should have. Yeah. I feel like he should. i just tired of seeing him win it. And that's not why we should not <laughs> give somebody
0: an award. Yeah,
1: that's exactly why I'm <laughs> like the tired of see him win it, because that's just his game.
0: I think we just so stuck on nostalgia. Like, yeah. And we don't, that's a that's just in, as being a human being. Like, we don't know how to uh, ignore history. Yeah. Ignore how long you've known somebody and just look at exactly what have they done for you.
1: It's just, I just think, because when you look at stats and you look at the guys who we, I think, technically praised, mm. they're asked to do so much more the guys were not praising. So, mm-hmm. like, LeBron, to me, has to be, well, I feel like he puts himself in those positions, but he has to be that guy that got a rebound, pass, and score for his team. Mm-hmm. And then when he don't do it, Lord Jesus, they team look so bad without him. Mm-hmm. Or you look at Jokic, if Jokic's not giving you at least a triple-double, triple <laughs> then yeah. they don't look good at all. Yeah. And that's why I think where it goes back to Melo, like, if Melo, for them, well, didn't score, then mellow and them don't win.
0: I mean, scoring is the number one objective to try to win. Yeah, and
1: but even then, with the shift, though, I feel like scoring back then could get you a championship.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Scoring now cannot just get you a championship. Mm-hmm. Like, you need some role players, but you also got to develop the role of passing, which is like the the growth of Jason Tatum, to me. He came into the league almost purely as a scorer, mm-hmm. but now you're watching his game as a passer yeah. just unravel yeah. right before our eyes. Yeah. So I think right now you just... That's why I was like, I want to retire both because Melo was called to do something way different than Jokic. Jokic is asked to do what Jokic is doing now, a rebound, and assist, and then score when he wants. But he's so dominant inside, and so with his footwork, it's just...
0: Jokic really has an off day. Now, his, his fourth quarter be, play be tr- is not that...
1: You know. I don't even know what you consider an off day for him anymore. For because, Jokic? Yeah, because to be honest, his off day is still a triple-double. So...
0: That's what I'm saying. His so, stats is just kicking Melo ass.
1: I still give it to both.
0: That's fine. That's the I easy give answer. Give it to I'll both. I take the easy but way if we out. we had to choose.
1: Still going. Yeah, I'm still going both. Or, yeah. g- or, or, or 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 we just came up with it. We give Jokic 15, <laughs> and I retire seven for Melo.
0: But he didn't have seven for Denver.
1: That's okay. <laughs>
0: you ain't finna yeah. just give up fake number. Miami
1: retired. Jordan. Jordan didn't play for Miami.
0: That's just. Mm. Yeah. That's just Melo ain't had a career Jordan had.
1: So he, <laughs> he can't have those those little privileges. Hey, but man, with him, D. What was that? That draft class was it? Him, D. Wade. Who else? Uh,
2: Brian.
1: Uh, Brian uh, hey, you got to get him something. I just, you know what? New York could retire seven. I take what
0: he, it. he. What he do he for do new, nothing you're, new York? Nothing. nothing. Just to
1: erase him. I That's can't, what I've said.
0: It's just history and nostalgia for Melo. No, I can't Devo.
1: do it. I can't do it. I can't arrange. That's like the own. top
0: 75 T. Why the fuck is Dame in the top 75?
1: No, he just bogus. I ain't gonna lie. He shouldn't be in that. He can't yeah, be. He shouldn't be in that. He can't be. Nothing. And right now, I think he just need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> he need to go. Find some help. I'd rather him join a contender. That's one of the players I'd be like, if you left... I would be w- mad. I would not be mad if you went to a contender. You could go to Golden stay. No, I'm going to
0: nah, I would be mad. You said too much now. Yeah. You got to die on this cross. You said way too much.
1: Nah, he, it depends on where he go for me. Like If he go to Golden to State, I'm going to look at you like KD. Yeah. But if you go to like. I don't know. See, KD's is different. KD was like really knocking on the door. Damn, not even knocking on the door. He ain't even on the front step. <laughs> That's my thing. It's just like he doing too much work to just keep getting to either the first or second round. He ain't even touching well, conference finals.
0: It seems like they're pulling out any stops they can to try to get this man some help this year. I feel like if it don't work this year for him, nah, he been I think he's gonna that he's gonna have to leave.
1: No, nah, he had too much say this past year. Nah, he gotta leave.
0: Well, we're gonna see next year. Now, um, another take is what is your top five? And do you like the conversation of the we'll get to that one. Never mind. What is your top five players of all time in the NBA?
1: Top five players of all time. We're going to start it off with Mike at one.
2: Okay.
1: I'm still putting Kobe two because the games are just similar. Um, Braun will be three. Bird will be four. And I might get some hot takes. I got Steph as five.
2: Mm-hmm. And I'll
1: explain why Steph is five. I want him a little higher, but I want one more ring. Because I watch stuff. Basically, you put Golden State on the map. He changed the game. So like, I'm coaching now, and I coach first through eighth graders. Back then, when we was growing up, our coaches just yell us to go take a layup.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Not now. These kids stopping on the dime, the easy bucket. Yeah, these kids yeah. stopping on the dime, and letting it rain, like. Yeah, I'm mean, like, you, bro, you had a layup. Two, mm-hmm. The two is still important, just as a three. Mm-hmm. But he switched that, like, whole emphasis of what a three, live by the three, die by the three, became mm-hmm. so much more apparent with Golden State, and that's because of him and Clay. Mm-hmm. And everybody could say it was Clay helping Dre and all this, but we already know who's really carrying that team. And I feel like he showed you one he can win it with a star, mm-hmm. without a star, twice. Mm-hmm. But he's gonna be top five in scoring in a sense, roughly. Well, and then he's already number one in shooting, and that's what I don't think anybody's gonna touch until you see somebody shoot like that again. And that's why I go and I will slide him in at five. I got an unpopular opinion about Steph Curry.
0: Okay. I don't think he's the greatest shooter of all time. Why not? Cause he, my criteria, is winning in stats. That's the two things. Okay. Winning trumps you over it, people, if you also have the stats. Steph Curry has never, ever made a clutch three. I'm
1: not worried about that.
0: But that is winning the game. So if that's the objective, why can't you ever knock those down? But you can knock down any of these far-ass shots, but when it's pressure on you to knock it down, you can't knock it down. Ray Allen has like, what, three, five? I don't know. How many rings he got? Two. All right.
1: How many rings Steph got?
0: Ray Allen has two. That's enough. You got I two. Still, you right. ain't just get one. Stuff still got I his got two.
1: two. To me, it's this. If you ain't got it, what? He's only been in that situation 12 times, roughly. I think 12 to 13 times. That's not a lot of times. And then like to me, that's not a lot of times in the span of a what is it, 10, 11 year career. That's, that's not an a lot.
0: intangible. If you're on teams out, you never have to make a.
1: And that's what I'm saying. So I'm not in that predicament a lot. It's almost uncharted territory for somebody. But the type of shots I've looked, even the one we just watched recently, he took against AD, that a, to me those are terrible shots. And what I would look back at Steve Kerr, like can I free him up even more than mm-hmm. rather him dance at the top when I know all he want to do is let it fly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't take that away because if you're going to say winning the stats, he still gets you four rings. He still get your team in the top three, top five in the West, and the West is a lot stacked. But also, to me, as the criteria to be the greatest shooter of all time is how you can get it off. And I'm talking about range, not even range. I'm watching his body of work, so I'm watching you run off a handoff.
0: Completely. Okay,
1: Just score off the dribble on your own. Okay, you don't have to, you would move without it. So just being a cutter randomly, and
2: mm-hmm. then
1: he sets screens and free himself back up. Mm-hmm. And that's what you don't see as to me right now in the NBA that's lacking to me and a lot of people is that sec, that that willing nature to move without.
0: Again, that's my criteria, so that's why that's my unpopular opinion. If I can see Steph Curry, all he got to do is make one. <laughs> he just got to make one clutch three for him to go over He went in the Alabama playoffs,
1: because I was about to say he did gain OKC in the middle of the season, like half court. That's, that was a game winner. Like, I was in B-dubs watching that. Like, Lily Ball went in, takes it, just gently jogs up the court and just chucks it from half, because at that rate, that's the only way I feel like he's going to get any type of game winner if he's just walking up the court like that, where they try to fall asleep from. Him. But since he did that, they're not letting him breathe no more.
0: Ray Allen, two rings come off of this man, off his clutch threes. He's the reason for the no ring problem. to be no. secure. I don't care how ty- what type of shooter you are. If you got to do screens, whatever, three deep as hell, just make the shot. I'm not really a flashy that's person. That's why
1: naming Mike a greatest shooter of all time. And Mike shot the three like shit.
0: No, 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 no. My, I, we ain't talking about greatest player, greatest athlete. No, I was greatest
1: saying, we're going to bring up clutch shots. You we might well put him in that if that's the case. Because
0: Ray Allen's percentage is also high. While also, he's the so second of you all got time.
1: Reggie above Steph too then? No, I don't. This is backwards to me then.
0: I have Steph Curry as two. And he can easily get one. If he just has some clutch shots under his belt because he doesn't. And Ray Allen's two rings oh. are because of his clutch shots. I got him number one because he is second on the all time list. So you got stats and you got winning. That's my criteria. He's not. He can't be number just, one for me.
1: I, I, I'm i gonna give it to you. But I still think Steph wins more has one more stats still better even in game, still better. I just you to look it down at just a clutch shot. It's like looking like
0: that's it, because that's my that's 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 why I, no, I don't that's listen a to a lot reason. of takes because people don't actually give you their criteria. You just this is you just your preferred.
1: Yeah, that's a valid take. If we was like to me, if we was drilling this down a clutch shooter, yeah, I can understand that. Mm-hmm. But when you just saying shooter, I'm thinking about somebody like I got Ray Steph and Reggie in that top three because when mm-hmm. you watch how they get their shots off, it's just. F who here? I'm here. Like as long as I get it off, I know what's going in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's right down the stretch is Probably a little bit more better than both of those guys mm-hmm. together. But
0: quick as release,
1: quick releases. But then when I'm looking at Steph move, reason why guys can't guard Steph because you got somebody committed to de- chasing, and anytime you fall asleep, he letting it fly,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it don't matter what it is. That to me, that's impeccable.
2: It's
0: very a lack. It's a lot of lack of discipline. Lack though.
1: of discipline, but like even then, it's it's playing like that for what all your life, and still nobody can figure it out because either they don't got the cardio to do it. Sometimes some of them don't got it. They don't, they do don't it. got the cardio. Yeah, like we got Matthew Deliver. To me, if I got somebody who's taking an ice bath after every game in the series, yeah. like Matthew Dellavedova, yeah. by all means, to me, you earn my respect. Yeah. But I'm watching you do this in multitude of ways where you trying to get kids now to understand, like, it's not him just pulling off screen. Yeah. It's a lot more than that. It's same a, it's a lot Ray. of skill. It's yeah, a lot of endurance. Same thing with Ray Allen. It's mm-hmm. not, he's just not a catch or shoot. Guy, he could do a lot of other things besides just catch and shoot.
0: But he had to turn yeah. himself into that as he got older, older with the position he had.
1: Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. He made LeBron a better shooter. So, like, yes, I got him up there, but to go back to it down to clutch shooting, I just can't. I can't do that. I got to watch how you get it all. I
0: don't give a fuck what none
2: of you niggas
1: say. <laughs> if you don't
0: win, it don't matter, okay? That's all. That is my take with any sport. If you don't win, it does don't not matter. matter. Sport and life, whatever. If you have. Do you think that having kids is uh, a part of your legacy.
1: Like, what you mean by that?
0: So, you know, you, we all heard, like, my legacy is my kids.
1: Right.
0: Do you think that your kids is your legacy? Basically, are we debunking this, or are we saying, like, yeah, that's that's facts, your kids can be your legacy?
1: I would like my kids to create their own legacy. Mm-hmm. I just want to give them a foundation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's my thing. So if I can give them, the, like, the keys to the – I give them keys to the car, but mm-hmm. they're the ones that's going to move the car to me. So mm-hmm. like, you can watch, just like Carmelo saying, like in his retirement, baby, you have my keys. No. If he decides to play way different than you,
2: mm-hmm.
1: by all means, he's not in your legacy. Mm-hmm. And he already plays way different than Melo. So, but you could be there, but I just don't think that could be the all in all to me. Like, my mm-hmm. kid's legacy shouldn't be my legacy. Mm -hmm. Like they have to be able To create their own legacy Their own destiny Because they're going to Live their own lives Like Mm -hmm. I'm just here To somebody they can Look up to Mm -hmm. They want to follow me Yes then I want to Leave my own legacy And imprint to what I think they should follow Mm -hmm. But if they don't want to I think that's It has to be their own thing
0: I like to call people out on bullshit. I love the uh, I love listening to the way people communicate and explain their thoughts. Melo's saying that his son is his legacy and it don't matter. And, I didn't win, but that don't matter because I got this great son. You're a loser, okay?
1: Yeah, 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 you yeah, are, that is you, a cop-out. That is yeah. a You're a
0: loser? You're admitting that I know I lost a lot. I didn't win shit, but I got a great son coming up, and he's my legacy. He might win. So that's going to make me look better.
1: Yeah, and that's why I feel like the legacy, even when you look at Jordan's sons, everybody was hyping them up too much. Mm-hmm. They were not that. <laughs> just not that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, man, they got Jordan's legacy. Yeah, you F to me, you and Jordan's legacy up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, because them kids didn't live up to that legacy uh-huh. at all. So don't do that. <laughs> they created their own little legacy. Like, yeah. they were more worried about, like, the style and everything. Yeah. Their dad was worried about winning games.
0: I uh, When we, in season two, our, uh theme was healing your inner child and I think that with my year 25 years of living just experiencing life and seeing the way people communicate I think the parent your parents are the villain of a lot of people's origin stories yes right Melo putting all of that pressure on Kyan that's how you say his name yeah okay putting all that pressure on him to be his legacy yes
1: <laughs> and that's why said, yeah see like that was my thing like it's so much pressure to try to live up. Like the reason why I feel like Dwayne Wade's son didn't grow. Mm-hmm. You he was trying too hard to mm-hmm. be his dad, mm-hmm. You're not your dad. Nah. If you just like stuck to your own lane and began to been a great role player yeah. with those guys you was playing with, he probably would have made some noise. My daddy
0: was bailing you out with all these opportunities. Yeah, because now
1: you got your dad making. I feel like I feel like even with Lebron, I feel like you found a way to get your son on the McDonald's All American team. Just like I'm Dwayne. not
0: retiring unless my, I play yeah. along. With my or like son, like you got
1: Dwayne Wade making a whole like becoming part of the Utah Jazz, so he can get a yeah. shot on the G League squad. To me, is outrageous. <laughs> they not them. Tomorrow. Yeah. Well, Bronny has picked his game up over the last couple, for a few months and stuff, but and trying to show y'all like okay, I was supposed to be here, but mm-hmm. outside of that, I don't feel like this like Zaire, all the Jordan sons. No, that was too much pressure on them, I feel yeah, like. man. And that was the villain of those stories was the parents, and the that's because I'm trying to live up to them.
0: Bron wild as hell. I'm not retiring until I play long son my son. So you forcing somebody to want to draft your son just to yeah. have you on their team.
1: And then I want to see if well, if Bronny says something because I think it just came out like last week. Bron just came out with, like if that don't want to be his like yeah. thing. Then
0: I'm sure they had in house conversations. Yeah, they had to have in
1: house conversations because now you think about retiring finally, and I'm yeah. like, mm-hmm. yeah, y'all had to have a conversation. Like yeah. stop telling people that because then what if I don't play good at USC? And everybody will be like, well, Brian retired because Bronny didn't make it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I feel like the next narrative will be because I feel like nobody puts LeBron in the fault. No matter how old he is, no matter what he's doing, it's always all right. Mm-hmm. Brian did, his team did this. Somebody else did mm-hmm. this to help him and like, bail him out. Alright, well, Brian retires because Bronny didn't make it to the league. Mm-hmm. I don't want that to be on Bronny's head or future. Like, what you mean? I, my dad retired because of me. He old. That's mm-hmm. why he retired. Mm-hmm. So,
0: um, last basketball take is: What do you think of the GOAT debate? Do you think that that is a necessary conversation that we should have? Is it necessary to label who is the best of all time for things? What is your uh, opinion on that?
1: I think it's okay to a certain extent, because to where we like, because I feel like now it's to the point where we are looking at the GOAT debate and then just uh, just skipping everybody's flaws mm-hmm. left and right. Um, and to where uh, to me that's where the stats thing come back to. It's just it's so much driven on stats to where it was winning.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: For me, for like for me, I will put Jordan as my goat, cause for you to step each time into the finals mm-hmm. and just get it done, mm-hmm. cool. I mean you took advantage of each time you stepped into the finals, you mm-hmm. got it done. It wasn't like let me get a seventh or eighth chance to Do it or like let me switch my team up. Like, I might sit here, but I they literally got their ass kicked by the Pistons, and then like let's all get big now,
2: mm-hmm. and then
1: it kicks it off again.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Or he doing filming for Space Jam and he bringing all these people in, like, all right, let me judge my talent this week. This year, mm-hmm. it's little things like that where we just bailing guys out. So, I feel like it's gonna come down to what you like more to me. It's like you like winning or you like stats. Mm-hmm. If you like winning, it's Jordan, obviously. Mm-hmm. If you like stats, yes, it's very to me. It's, Somebody finishing top five in about three other categories, damn near four, mm-hmm. that's impeccable too. So I can see it from that side of the mm-hmm. debate. But it can be a debate, but right now it's losing its – because it's been a bit debate for too long, I feel like. Yeah. And at this rate, you're not going to get an answer because they're never going to play each other. Even then, I don't feel like LeBron want to play back then. Mm-hmm. Cause he ain't trying to get beat up and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Jordan don't want to play now because it's too soft. Yeah. And it's like – It's too much, and I I just feel like it depends on what you want. You like winning? Jordan. You like stats? It's going to be LeBron.
2: Yeah.
0: Let's let's change the fucking – like, give us some fresh takes in sports. God damn.
1: Yeah. Give me something different. Like, all right, you talk about the next top – new point guards coming in or something. Who going to be top five? Like, is De'Aaron Fox cracking the top ten? Jalen Brunson cracking the top ten? Something like that. Mm -hmm. If I got to talk about LeBron and Jordan for another year, I just
2: (laughs) –
0: You going to miss – Talking about brian though, he going to miss
1: it. But to keep drilling it like that, when you got guys like Yoka's getting two time MVP, yeah, so it's is a lot of the, talent. Yeah, we it's missing a lot of, lot of other narratives, so or like they swept they got swept. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. How we still talk about LeBron getting retiring when Denver just made it to their first finals.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'd rather talk about that. Let's talk about all the Denver teams that came in and out of the world that couldn't get this job done that you thought was going to get the job done.
2: Yeah. Like, All right, yeah.
1: Stay out of this mellow thing <laughs> I'm nah, not gonna say anything I about mellow I not. felt it I'm not It's about mm. LeBron
0: <laughs> 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 He is a sneaky motherfucker With the way that he does things Strategically yeah. This man Talk about I got a lot to think about Yep Is So that we will Talk about him possibly retire Instead of how he just got swept Yep Changing the narratives and like people are like oh you're a hater you hate LeBron or not no
1: y'all are just dumb as fuck you can easily be yes. manipulated <laughs> and, I'm a, and I'm I don't hate LeBron actually I used to ride like I was a diehard LeBron fan in Miami mm-hmm. it's just to me when you do little things like that I just feel like it's a cop out yeah and it's just finding a way to make it about you yeah like. You didn't even like turn your. I knew you wasn't ready for the playoffs. You normally turn your Instagram and everything off. You mm-hmm. didn't even do that this year. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, you ready? You up in that age? You mm-hmm. getting ready and to do that after because you know you got swept. Yeah, and you knew AD played like crap, so you didn't want none of these questions about this team. So you are yeah. like, yeah, I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, bro, that's a cop out.
0: <laughs> okay, all right, we don't basketball. <laughs> <Yeah>. The NBA. <laughs> 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 I wanted to talk a little bit about. Sports trauma. So, um, do you feel like you had the adequate enough support to follow your dream of playing basketball and becoming the, the the player that you probably envisioned yourself to be? Or do you feel as if you lacked that support?
1: I can't say I lacked that support because I always had my dad and brother Mm -hmm. always. Um, and they was like not, it was like non—it non-stop support to where it was like I'm in Vegas when I was in like seventh and eighth grade. And I'm struggling playing basketball. And I call my dad when I'm in Vegas. And he go, all right, because he already watched me play so many times. For him, he like, all right, do me a favor, open your hand up. Mm-hmm. Next night over, I scored 30. I'm like, well, I should listen to you beginning. Mm-hmm. I think for me it was more not utilizing the tools or believing what they were saying just because either my trauma came more from my coaches. Mm-hmm. So it was like either... We get to that. Yeah, and that's why I feel like for me, family-wise, friend-wise, I always had that support.
2: Mm-hmm. Like my brother
1: always used to watch film with me. My dad mm-hmm. used to be like, you could have did this better here, this better here, to mm-hmm. where I go to practice where everything starts to change for me. Mm-hmm. My trauma came from coaches to me.
0: Talk about the coaches, because that's where my trauma comes from as well. Coaching is just like parenting, where they are your villain origin story. Yeah. What do you think are some things that was unethical with coaching, that formulated trauma for you with the sport.
1: Um, uh, I think, as I'm a coach now, I think me or Sean to me the word favoritism mm-hmm. rings in pretty much to me mm-hmm. because I believe I ain't gonna lie. I think I play with a lot of talented guys up yeah. and down. Yeah, to where if you keep the guys around them confident, they could be even better. Mm-hmm. So like. I played with two great guys at Dominican, to my well three, in my opinion, and I felt like each of those guys had something different. Mm-hmm. And the games, the very few games we did win that season, it always became apparent to how we won those games. Mm-hmm. They struggled, and who was there to catch them when they fall? Us. Rolls. Rolls. And that and that was us. And mm-hmm. I was like, I can do that. But when it's not being preached on a consistent basis, or when you doing these extra reads, or Ploy. you know your game, like. You didn't watch me work on my handling and stuff in the gym and just work on like getting to my shot. And then when I get in the game, I'm swinging it because I'm not. I told was told to swing the basketball, okay. And that's me as a coach. Like I don't do. Th- I don't take away from you. I can't. Mm-hmm. I want to find a way I can utilize everybody's talent together. So mm-hmm. if I got my best player and I know he can score at any point, mm-hmm. I might tell you, hey, go get them involved. Mm-hmm. And stay involved with them. Like, I've had guys where I was involved with you early, and then by right the end of the game, they don't want to be involved. that's just all coaching. Mm-hmm. And that's all going to be that because it's going to be that each time. So it's like you telling guys not to shoot. You telling guys, you can't do this. You never seen me do it. Mm-hmm. You never gave me the chance to do it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, or you fall into that thing of, like, where well, those guys don't like some of your stock guys or, like, your top guys don't like somebody. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, all right, let me mess with this player because they don't like him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I feel like it's too much favoritism in that. Even with the older coaches, younger coaches, it's too much favoritism to me.
0: Uh, I don't even know how you break that power structure with you being a coach and you having the decision-making. Because if you're not in the NBA where someone is paying you millions of dollars mm-hmm. to bring them success to their franchise, you can do whatever the fuck you, you want. want. Yeah, especially when you're best friends with the AD. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, I don't even know how you ch- how do you disrupt that power structure when you now no longer are being paid to do a good job and you just have to just be a coach. Coach. In high school and middle school. Well,
1: yeah. Um, well, you know, I blew up in the locker room for mine. Yeah. And that's just because when you get, it gets to a point where it's, it's a comp- as a competitor and somebody who works too much on their game to watch us be... Or watch little things throughout the summer that was just pointing to mm-hmm. it. Like when I bring my guys to play my high school guys, mm-hmm. and the high school is sticking around with a D three college team, you just like, yeah, this ain't right. Mm-hmm. We need to figure this out one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to the season, and everybody want to point fingers,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's not enough pointing fingers or holding. Like we talking about accountability. To me, it wasn't enough self accountability on my teammates,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but it wasn't enough accountability from my coaches. Mm-hmm. Like you can't keep telling me it's all right
2: mm-hmm.
1: when it's still we got. Three people shooting like 20, 30 shots and the rest of us shooting two, and you talking about something I need more from y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just told me not to shoot the ball in practice. So yes, I'm gonna hold you accountable. And then don't tell me like we ain't working on our games. Well, then you don't you ain't been fighting for gym time for us. So mm-hmm. and we know these little things. Or when we ask the other eight, like you asked the ADA, hey, can we go open gym? No, we're gonna give it to volleyball. hmm Why? You know why? Because volleyball winning games. Mm-hmm. I would give it to them too. hmm but it's too much time where it's like the little time right after class was two to like six, nobody in there. We could use that time. Yeah. You're not fighting for that time. Yeah. And I just feel like, and then when I blew up in the locker room that day, yeah, it was time. Because teammates, is too much pointing fingers. Y'all being lazy. Mm-hmm. We, I was being lazy. Mm-hmm. So you can't tell me that. And then I know the past here. See, my brother used to play for y'all. Y'all was lazy too, which is why y'all stopped winning. Y'all egos got into it. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the coaches, it's just the same thing. It's just they set the standard. Mm hmm. They're going to set the tone for you too. And if my coach not setting the standard right, the right way or the tone the right way, Mm -hmm. it's always going to have a losing season to me.
0: I I do believe that all children should experience some type of sport or um, skill that requires dedication. Yep. Um, I think that builds character and instills discipline you at an early age so that as you get older and you navigate in life on your own, you understand some type of what it is to have discipline. Yes. So I would never negate my experience with playing basketball because I think that created the person that I am today immensely with having discipline. If I got a fupa and I ain't liking it. I got that discipline, I'm like, all right, let me get in this yeah, gym, gym and yeah, lock yeah. in for two, three months.
1: And that was with me, too. That was, like, the same thing. Like, I knew if I shot the ball, like, crap, okay, bet. I know what I'm doing next time the whole summer.
2: Yeah. We're going
1: to get as many threes as we can to gain speed. Yeah. I'm joining leagues and all to get my game back to where it need to be. Yeah. But when, if you keep running to that same wall – because your coach like, all right, well, you shot the ball like this last year. Let's not mm-hmm. put it. Okay. And I, then you fall into that thing or you get those guys where, like, I take it upon myself mm-hmm. to show you. Mm-hmm. All right, but you're not going to do it the right way now. Mm-hmm. So now we're just going to keep doing this. We're going to be in the same vicious cycle, I feel like, until somebody starts to believe in one another.
0: Yeah. That's- I had a – Talked a little bit. We had an episode with Ari, who was also person we went to college with, and that episode's lost. So sorry, Ari. But we kind of talked a little bit about um, some of the trauma I experienced with basketball. <clears throat> it's a lot of things people don't know that I experienced at Dominican. Like,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> and I uh, still will. I still have things that I'm up. I'm, I don't say I'm upset, but I would just wish that people would take accountability for it. Right. So like when Gabby Johnson was. She left when she um told me to come to that school or recruited me. She told me don't think don't come here if you're thinking about moving. They wanted to go up in the division. Cause again, a division because again, Dominic's is a Division three school, and I cared about divisions. I didn't know that you can still have a successful career you know, regardless of the division you play in. Yeah. So I'm thinking I still got hoop dreams a little bit. Like, All right, so that didn't push me to just like you, but I eventually I'm eventually chosen because I felt the most welcomed here. And so now I'm playing here, and then in my freshman year, it was so much issues with the seniors. <laughs> so I'm sure you experienced that too with yep. just the, the, the best players. Them niggas wasn't the best players. They was the worst players well, on the yeah, team, yeah, yeah. and the freshmen were the best players.
1: <laughs> What's funny is it's because your best players you coming in, your best players was the best players the previous year. So mm-hmm. I was the year ahead of you. So you look at it, I ain't going to lie. I was watching them shoot like 20, 30 shots, but they weren't winning no games.
0: We came into, when I was a freshman, they last year was, I think they won two games.
1: Yep. I watched all 25.
0: They won two (laughs) games. You play 25 over every season. You won two games. We get it there freshman year. We win eight. And I really think we could have won much more if she, the coach, would have just locked in and said, fuck y'all, old hoes. Y'all suck. Okay. We brought them here for a reason. Let these people do what they got to do to win us some games. It's yep. games where I'm scoring eight, 28 points, 12 rebounds. We still losing. Because you hoes don't know to just keep giving T the ball. Just keep giving her the ball. No, you want to throw up a three <laughs> far as hell just because I ain't I ain't scoring. scoring
1: wow, yeah. And that's why that was my guys, I felt like. Mm-hmm. Well, we relied so much on the other two that when it was time for us, None of us was ready no more. Yeah. (laughs) Like, none of us was ready no more. Because it was at points where, like, force feeding became them taking shots over two to three people. Yeah. And i have been one game. I mean, he was in a real groove that game. And my job was trying to get him the ball as much as he can. Mm -hmm. And that was Josh Mayberry. I think he was at a row. He scored, like, 30. Mm -hmm. He was just in a groove. Mm -hmm. It didn't matter what who was in front of him. It was all off the dribble. (laughs) I don't know if you've
0: ever (laughs) experienced some of the stuff that I experienced with playing basketball. Cause I th- I'm pretty sure men and women experience different things, but women also like other women sometimes. Yeah. I- I- it's not many cases where male players like each other on the team. So by, fr- by senior year of high school, not even senior, when I moved to Hammond, because I was born uh, I was born in Chicago South Side, but lived in Indiana all my life, and so when I moved to Michigan City, that's where I st- that's where my love of basketball formulated. I was teaching myself how to play. I didn't have anybody to teach me. So then we moved to Hammond when I was in fifth grade, and that's where I met. A lot of the people here that play basketball, the, a lot of the girls, and they wanted to form an AAU team because they didn't have that in this area. Yeah. So they, I guess I was a missing piece. They had a bunch of guards. They had a tall-ass fucking center. They just didn't have a, a swingman. They didn't yep. have somebody like me. So when I moved here, I was like, ah, this is it. So they formulated their AAU team, which is called the Lead Out Here, all the coaches and the the ones that put money into the program were all fathers They they of the, the players on the team. Okay. So you already got that favoritism there. You want yeah. your girl to go to college for free. I don't have a father in my life. I My mama, she just trying to make sure she can even pay for me to play. So she ain't really that included in the politics of things. I'm innocent, so I don't really know everything that's going on, but I'm also not dumb. So I'm seeing she getting all this over here and whatever, over here. Yeah. That's the dad. I, I'm understanding these things, but I'm not vocalizing and showing, like, hey, give me the ball more. Like, I'm really good. Like, y'all know I'm good, but y'all push me to be a four when I need to be learning guard shit. because yeah. I'm not going to be a four all my life. So I'm not having that discipline uh, instilled in me of, like, the skill I needed to get to collegiate level. So more of the story. I was an AU. I hated it, but I enjoyed the camaraderie with the girls. I just hated politics. So whenever I go back to high school, that's where I'm shining. Nobody came to my high school. They all went to their different high schools. We playing against each other. Cool. Great. High school was great. Uh, It was senior year where those girls now had issues with the schools that they went to, and so they came to my high school for their senior year. I had no issues with it. This is my school. I'm big dog here, but they now also brought their coaches here. So one of the the girls that never liked me... (laughs) She came. She couldn't play for her junior year because she had the whole if you transfer in between schools you got to sit, sit out a year. So she played JV her whole junior. year. I played senior. Year. Cool. I mean junior. I'm varsity. Whatever. Doing my thing. Her godmom is the head coach now. Her dad is the JV coach. So now I can't even run away from the AAU politics because now you niggas are here. Yeah. I did not vouch for them to get this job <laughs> <laughs> at all. <laughs> they kicked out my high school coach that I wanted to continue to remain here, but the other players on the team, they was crying about, oh, it's always T, it's always T, because you hoes suck. <laughs> yeah. So now, you know, senior year, it's terrible. It's so much favoritism. I'm calling it out nonstop because now I've built this voice that I have today. I'm calling it out, favoritism, favoritism. y'all keep trying to garner to this girl. And he had the the dad. He had a big moment when we just lost to uh, the schools called Lake Central. That's one of those schools that have nothing but white players and whatever. And they got they always been shooters. They always been good. Yeah. So we played them. We lose by a little bit. We could have won. She was playing trash. The dad on the bus screamed, "Kayla should have had more picks. She should have had more opportunities. Every opportunity she had, she failed it." <laughs> So we listen to you say this about your daughter in, in front of us, so we're hearing favoritisms here. But again, T is the issue. So T <laughs> you need to stop talking about it. They bring it this up. Let us do our job. All right. My senior year was terrible as far as basketball. I still did my thing. We were seventeen to five. We just didn't go far in the uh in the tournament. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, I lost the passion for basketball. Because when we got to the sports banquet, I've been here for four years. We've never lost a conference. It's always been Right. But these girls come in, and now you're the coach, so you get to choose who you want to get these awards to. I wasn't tripping over whoever they gave MVP, none of that stuff. It's academics. I had nothing but a 4.0 my senior year of high school. Everybody knows I have the best grades on this team. They give the academics award to the girl that is the godmom's goddaughter, the dad's daughter. They give it to her. She has a 3.6, 3.7, right? They give it to her. My sister pregnant as hell. My mama right here next to me. My sister get up. Are you serious?
2: <laughs> in, the,
0: in the auditorium. And I'm just like embarrassed. I'm like, let's get up out of here. But I'm heated. Because I don't, like, y'all played in my face the whole year. Tell me mm-hmm. I'm crazy. And you end up giving this girl my award. <clears throat> so that scarred me. Yeah. Because one thing you that I always held myself above a lot of players is that I always had academics. These girls had terrible grades on my AAU pre- program. They just had fathers that wanted to pay their way through shit and don't push them that they y'all still need to be uh, academic scholars. <clears throat> so I didn't have no structure. I didn't have no dad, no none of that. But that was always in me. So I pride myself hard on that. For the, right. that really fucked me up. So then now I'm in. I'm figuring out what college I want to go to, and I'm sad about it. Like I don't really care anymore. Well, right. I just want to now just be successful in life. Choose DU. We at DU. And I have all these pressures to be the star and whatever, and I was cool with that because I know that I, I got that. This is yeah. where my time to shine. I'm not going to care about high school no more. I'm just coming here to do my thing. But I did not fucking know that the, every every year it was going to be some people on this team that cared about me being the greatest player on this team and you not being as good as me and niggas letting you know that.
2: Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that was going to be a thing. So every year it was at least one player that was hating on me. And that player didn't dictate us winning. That player just dictated how much I wanted to be a part of the team. Because, again, I didn't have that passion to want to have hoop dreams anymore. Yeah. I was just here to do do my thing as an individual. All right. <clears throat> so um, we get to my senior year of college. I had Bruce attended in my, uh, toe my junior year I of, that, yeah. of college. Still. The next day, we was, the next game, we was playing Aurora. Yeah. I couldn't walk. I couldn't do nothing. Sarah wrapped my shit 20 what? times on my toe. Shout out to Sarah. Shout out Sarah. I love you. Try I love Sarah. you so much. She was such a a, a pillar for me at, at Dominican. Uh, she wrapped my shit so I couldn't, like, try to feel the bottom of my shoe. It, 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 I just couldn't walk. I couldn't run. All right, all right. I'm in this motherfucker doing this. Tell me why. We win the game. We had to come back because we was losing a little bit. We win the game. You look at the stats. Tamaya has 22 points. Yada, yada, the rebounds, whatever. Everybody else, 10, 8. Why the fuck do I have 22 points and I can't run? So that should have told, like, that felt like to me, that should have told you hoes, y'all can't compete when you can't compare. <laughs> so kiss my feet. You feel me? Stop. T- stop. Anything y'all got to say, lunch tables, all that shit, yeah. got to go. Yeah, nah, yeah. This is outrageous. That didn't stop. It only got worse with them all the banter (laughs) and the hating. It got worse. (laughs) And so I told Coach, I said, I don't want to play anymore for the rest of the season. I want to focus on healing. I've never experienced an injury in my life. So that was really tough for me mentally. Because I was doing really good my junior year. I came from my sophomore year being 16 and 9. Should have been player of the year. Didn't get it. So I'm like, my junior year, I'm going to solidify that player of the year. To get that injury and to, to not be able to play it to my best ability because I was kicking ass my junior year, it really fucked with me. So I was like, right. you know what? Let me get really ready for my senior year. So I told the new coach, Coach Parker, can I no longer play for the rest of the season and just be a support and just heal? she's like, I really think you should keep playing, T. I'm like, well, another layer, these hoes are I don't want to play for them anymore. Right. She just kept telling me, like, play, play, play. So I don't have that support there to to actually tell me like, no, you really do need to sit this injury out. Cause it was bad. It wasn't good. I'm limping. Right. So I play it out. We, uh, get to like the first, second round of the conference tournament. So it was like, to me, it was a waste of time. I shouldn't have played. Now we get to my senior year and she's tell she, I told her I don't want to be a captain. Cause I feel like that was a large thing. They had gave Lexi the, the MVP of our season for my junior year of college, All right. which, is, which was bullshit, <laughs> right? But the players, she allowed the players to vote for MVP. It always been like the coaches choose. Yeah, that's rough. But so she care. allowed the players to vote. They voted for Lexi, <clears throat> and I have my speculations on why. I stopped talking to them the entire season. When I when that injury happened, and I saw that these hoes was being very ungrateful, talking shit about me at the lunch tables, yada, yada, yada. It's like, I'm not going to talk to you. I'm going to let y'all see that I, I am this team. If I'm not talking, if I am talking, it don't matter. As long as I play basketball, we're gonna yeah. win. So I stopped talking to her for the whole season. I didn't talk in practice. I clap your hand or whatever, but I'm not saying anything. I'm just playing basketball. Mm. <clears throat> Senior year it comes. I'm like, I don't even want to be in a position to for you to even place that blame on me. Oh, she's not being vocal, so she's not being a leader. She's not the MVP. Don't even put. Don't even make me a captain. Just let me be on the team. I'm just gonna hoop. She's like, okay, but she snuck and bit and was sneaky and said. I'm gonna make three people the captains, but I'm also gonna make a
1: leadership team. <laughs> yeah, I hated the leadership team. <laughs>
0: so you put you you did that so that I'm still a part of leadership on the team. <laughs> yeah, I hated that. The hoes voted me to be on a part of the leadership team. No issues. I didn't have any like vocal issues of them speaking ill on me, but they was they was really like hating hard my senior year. And I was just I just didn't have any pressures to listen to any of that shit. And right. I just hoped. <clears throat> but my toe never healed from that. So I still had to still keep getting wrapped up. Yep. There's a lot of things going on and I just did not like that. I was just being praised so much by the, the school without them really knowing what I was dealing Ooh, with. Cause yeah. I shouldn't have been dealing with any of that shit. I should have just had a smooth selling ride. Just let me be the star. Let me do my thing. Right. So more of the story, <clears throat> all of that college shit happened. And I always like, suppress it and look past it because I focused so much on my senior year of high school. That's where it started. My sports trauma. Yeah. The the girl that was the goddaughter, she um she always had issues with me. She always hated on me. I never cared too much about it. Uh but she had went on like a retreat cuz she I don't know if you know the school in Michigan called Albion. Yeah. We was going to play them our freshman year and right. that's where she went. So when I learned that I was like, "Oh, now I can uh, yeah. get in that ass. We got our ass blown out by Al- Albion, but she wasn't on the team. So I was like, where is she? What happened? I just, well, I came for her. And she had got, tra- she transferred to another school, I guess. So I, we're, on, we're on the street Is her dad transferred her out from that school because she was having lesbian experiences. Her dad's a really into the church. They really okay. are into the church. So she had lesbian experiences, allegedly, at this school. So they like, hey, let me get your gay ass a part of this, and you ain't, you getting, you know, influenced. That's what I am hearing words up. on the street. You mm-hmm. feel
1: me? I should have somebody just do that to me at work. Yeah. She was like, because uh, she found out I coach basketball. Mm-hmm. patient looked at me and was like, yeah, I don't let my daughter play basketball because mm-hmm. I don't want to get turned out. Mm-hmm. I was like. It's a myth. I was like, that's a, a myth. But a I, myth. I can't tell them that in the clinic. So I was like. Yeah. I just sat there and just looked at her with a smile like, "Okay, you outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> That's outrageous.
2: But
0: the daughter then went on a, a church retreat or some shit, I suppose, and she revealed that during her senior year of high school, the God mom, the coach, the head coach of varsity, had a relationship with each other in some sort of fashion romantically.
1: Right. Wait what This is not you what did, I was
0: Yeah so she Said on a, a church retreat You know I don't know what happens at camp but
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> She said there that The coach would get jealous Or envious because she had boys Giving her attention at school and shit She used to like get her make, We had McDonald's right across the street Our, My high school is right down the street we had that McDonald's right there and we all used to hung, hang out there or ditch school sometimes and get McDonald's and right. shit. She would bring her McDonald's early to school. So she got McGriddles in class eating and shit. She, I guess that's one of the benefits of, you know, finagling yeah. with your godmom. Mom, yeah. Right? So <clears throat> all of those things clicking in like, damn, y'all had a relationship. We also had uh, the assistant coach on the team. She was open lesbian. Stood looking at his coach. You feel me? So that also came out that th- the co- head coach and assistant coach had a little thing going oh. on. So anytime I would ever bring up favoritism or anything, no one's ever on my side. But when I'm talking to the assistant coach, she's like, yeah, T she always a player coach with me. But when I'm now talking openly about things is I'm up here with the coaches over here. Right. So I had no support. So to learn that y'all had a huge reason why I should be favoritism. <laughs> because you like your goddaughter. Fuck me up even further. Yeah, that's it. That's
1: effed up. I'm not going to lie to you.
0: Yeah, because that's my first time really, like, vocalizing and being the person I am today, going against the machine, saying something. And I had no winning fight in that because (laughs) the head coach is doing fraudulent shit. Yeah. yeah. And our high school didn't do anything to support that claim that she put out there because – the girl is eighteen. She's nineteen. Saying this. she still was the coach uh, at the time of coming out about this. And so our school is used to having cases of students and teachers being inappropriate with each other. And so I think they just she just stepped down so that it wouldn't be such a debacle.
1: Yeah.
0: So nothing ever come from her doing that. Right. Yeah. The 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 player.
1: You know, was sorry out.
0: for your mental health or whatever, but fuck you still because yeah, like you you, out you out did a fucking it. lot. Yeah, I try to sweep that quick <laughs> Sweep that shit under the rug And the AAU coach that I had He posed as a father figure in my life <sighs> Was not really a father figure in my life He liked my mom way too fucking much, much yeah So you and my I mama face When you really should just be here To I make sure I get to college understand. for free Because that was our goal in AAU Was to get to college for free I didn't have any support <laughs> Is what I was saying So. Yeah, my senior year of high school was a lot for me, so I had no passion coming to DU. I did not know DU <laughs> was gonna still well, continue to be. Yeah, and I
1: just think even then, like I was like when when you had Coach Johnson, I've never like really had a conversation with Coach Parker throughout my like little tenure yeah. I had with her. But when I looked at, like Coach Park, well, Coach Johnson, and I mean I got a lot of respect for Coach White because he a family friend, but mm-hmm. just them two as people. It wasn't enough to for them to hold the locker rooms down to me, like, and it didn't help when when it came to X's or O's it just went right to me either. Like i remember my first um, first close game in college. Um, it's kind of funny. So I don't know if you remember Coach Nikita, Nikita like my sophomore year, a little guy who had like the little patch around his head. No, nah, I
2: don't So, think I remember so him.
1: sophomore year he came in and been a coach like a student coach with us. It was funny that he had a double-double against us the year before, like 20 and 10 assists. Okay. And, like, knew about us already. Okay. Like, walking into practice. Like, I was out, like, the first two or three weeks. mm mm-hmm. um, But he, and that's why I always get credit to him, Shem, Tonsu, because I felt like they knew the game more and knew us more than Coach White.
0: Yeah, shout-out Tonsu.
1: Yeah, shout-out to them, because I'll be honest, because nobody understood you weren't going to have me senior year. I quit already. Mm-hmm. I got called by time so and shim like don't do that and mm-hmm. i'm like now nah, i really should have because we had ended up making the playoffs
2: mm-hmm.
1: like i should have just held on to my gun <laughs> it's just f and keep my little year yeah but they understood the game more and that got me back but when you look at those two people and to me it wasn't enough for them to hold the locker room down because it just wasn't in their nature yeah it was like let them do what they want to do yeah i like, think everything's roses when it wasn't roses yeah but. And then to have that that type of thing, that type of favoritism, like I had that in my high school too because we had our one good player, but he knew what was up with us. Um, and he was like one of my best friends. But the way he led, and then when you put the favoritism in from the coaches along with him, like I remember when we had a practice over winter break, and it was like negative like 20 outside. Like all of our parents was like, you're not going to practice. Mm-hmm. No, Coach Lily Pitt hit all of our four assistant coaches all ran and drove to all of our houses, picked us all up for practice, except for the who? Our one-star player. Mm-hmm. And we put on a practice like a great practice. Like, he was mm-hmm. all excited, everybody excited. We got a lot of shots up after, then we come to school the next day. He go, my best friend, like, was our star player, go, I heard you had a bad practice. Yeah. What the fuck do you mean we had a bad practice? Bro, We just, like, practice out He just said we practiced good. And he said, just because I wasn't there, we didn't have a good practice. And I yeah. was like, <laughs> and then you catch him saying it to him, and I'm yeah. like, what am I working for? Because, yeah. like, if that's the case and we're not practicing that hard, that's a waste of my time. Same yeah. thing when it was in co- hot college. It's like, you, like, practice gets you minutes. Mm-hmm. Practice didn't get me minutes until you got frustrated and was like, all right, you threw the ball in the, uh, All right, starters versus bench players. Whoever wins, start tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then the bench players start. Mm-hmm. and then we went like mm-hmm. that that was stupid to me mm-hmm. like it's little things like that where i don't think they understand how much they traumatized us mm-hmm. like or i'm trying to quit because i already knew my teammates didn't like me at this rate yeah like, i'm better than him x y and z like nobody knew i walked to the lock i i if you better than me i'll give it to you yeah like i shout out to my boy jackson like i remember his freshman it was rough him mm-hmm. why because he was a kid who came was a leading school on his team i understood what he wanted to do I'm not that guy. I would, I could fulfill that role if you want me to, but I know what I need to do when I step on the floor with those guys. So mm-hmm. when you put three scores on the floor with nobody else to take the pressure off them passing, mm-hmm. it's never going to work. Mm-hmm. So when I walk in and go, like, I'll right, come off the bench, cool. Everybody, why you coming off the bench? Jackson suck. Jackson don't suck. Mm-hmm. Y'all just not believing in Jackson. Mm-hmm. Even my senior year. Jackson was supposed to be one of my leading scores. Like, I needed Jackson to score. Mm-hmm. But if we're gonna be in practice, you talking trash to Jackson, Jackson's not gonna want to score. Or mm-hmm. he's not gonna shoot well because he's thinking about what y'all saying him over and over. Mm-hmm. And that's me as a leader always. even with the guy in high school, like my best friend, you lead the wrong way. Mm-hmm. So when you telling him to get back on defense, like, get your bitch ass back on defense, and he's like, Yeah, bro, I ain't listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> or now he now he looking at me saying, hey, I, now because I'm putting games together, and everybody like, and that's getting to him because he like Isaac, this is Isaac locker room now, and it's like, I'm just hooping. Mm-hmm. Hooper for the love of it. Like, that's my thing. And if I can get us all on the same page, I'm going to try. But it's just too much when you got the coaches doing that. That's traumatizing already because it's like you're not doing enough. Yeah. And it's not, I'm not pleasing you enough. It feels like I shouldn't be sitting there trying to please you. Yeah. You're trying to win games. Yeah. If you ain't trying to win games, then I don't know what you're thinking about.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, and that's the biggest thing. I think my biggest thing was that that Aurora game to me, my junior year. And he kept us after that damn shit, that ass whooping we took. Well, we was up 20. And then Aurora, well, no, Lakeland. Lakeland, we was beating Lakeland by 20, and we stayed after. Yeah. And Lily was, like, looking at the stat line. I'm like, bro, we shot 20. Was the, the shot discrepancy the mm-hmm. second half was just outrageous. Coaches be
0: trying to manipulate situations.
1: Legit. Had us sitting like, what's the issue? What yeah. you mean, what's the issue? We don't like each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. It's you know, clear as day. Like, we got guys tweet like, I'd rather you tell me I'm playing like shit, so I know what I got to do. Don't, don't, don't sub-tweet me. Don't tweet about it. I don't care about you tweeting about it because you was right. We was supposed to help you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, was I think it was one, like Tim had like twenty eight against Benedict thing. And I'll be honest, he didn't have no help. Mm-hmm. He didn't. So he tweeted about it. <laughs> I didn't care about tweets. I'm like, yeah, I play like crap. Yeah. So I'm like, I'd be better. We lose the game against Lakeland, and then once all of a sudden, all it took was one person go like, yeah, you know, I don't think people should be tweeting about <laughs> this and that. But I'm like, you just play like shit. He just played like shit. Yeah. Now we all playing like shit. We can't have this. I don't know how you want to fix it, yeah. but that was the whole season for us. And it was always somebody on that team or on that guy's squad that was like, if I was on the floor, mm-hmm. this would have changed. Mm-hmm. I was on the floor. Did you check out any mm-hmm. minutes you played tonight? And we did plus and minuses. Your minuses is right up there with mine, brother. Like, we wasn't <laughs> playing well. The delusions. Yeah, Then that's the one thing that a lot of players, I feel like, in and out of Dominican, it was just a lot of delusion to me. Like, you just thought you was God giving his talent to the world, and he wasn't.
0: You see it beyond the schools or the teams you played for. Like, Patrick Beverly is hilarious. Yes. He is a one del- very delusional per- as player.
1: Yeah. The- <laughs> one delusional player.
0: Yeah, because, like, we can sit here and talk about our personal experiences, and people might not be able to relate or understand what we're talking about. But just think about, in real life, just listening, like, to other things in life. When you just at work yeah. and somebody go snitch on you to the boss and they be the boss come to you like, tell your side of the story and you hear their side. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> this person told you this, yep. <laughs> that is crazy. That's not how it went. Yeah. It's, it It in any facet of life. It's just, you have those people that are extremely delusional and they live in their own little bubble.
1: Yeah, and then, and then, and, and for me, I, I think I bursted somebody's delusion mm-hmm. before they left the team because it was like, you ain't this, you ain't that and don't nobody like you. Mm-hmm. Cool. So then I go, don't talk to me the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. You ain't got to say one word. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm in the locker room, i say something to you because mm-hmm. we on the same team. But once I step out this locker room after 4.30, don't mm-hmm. talk to
2: me. Mm-hmm.
1: 7 o'clock when we on that court, i talk to you but once yeah. the game, don't talk to me. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he quit and everybody go like, why are you being all standoffish? And I'm like, Y'all ain't like me. Yeah. I never said that. And yeah. I'm like, dude, you just mad because I got in your skin because I was right. Yeah. Like, you telling me I don't care about the game, but you one know of our main players talking about some. If I was on the floor, you played 23 minutes tonight, 25 minutes tonight, and still got like six turnovers. And you was on the floor with us, bro. Mm-hmm. So it's just a lot of delusion. Even with your squad, I watched that. I was just like, <sighs> Del- a lot of, there was just a lot, it was you had too much there to just not make it that far. And I ain't gonna yeah. lie. And I remember we were trying to do like the little competition. We, we couldn't compare this rate, <laughs> the rate we was going on, we couldn't compete to y'all. It was yeah. wasn't no rate. We, we was just winning home game. We would not even win a road game. At least y'all was at least sneaking something out of the road. I like. I think the only time we all won together was the Rockford game my senior year.
0: Shit, we lost to Rocker before.
1: Yeah, and that that was rough our sophomore to, year. Yeah, and I remember that. I remember us losing the Rockford at Dominican, and I was like, senior year, I'm like,
0: this is crazy.
1: Like, all right, we had Rockford now. I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna lose this game. Mm. Like, that was my best game of the year. I think I had like, 23, I'm like, yeah, we're not losing this game one way or another. And I'm like, but it just took so long for you to catch on because it was like, you finally getting the guys in the locker room who understand what they can and what mm-hmm. they can't do. And then you know guys who understand I could lift it to another level. Mm-hmm. Like Dennis Handy to me was almost a, Dennis was probably like our best teammate. Energy never changed. For yeah. Him. And yeah. that's what somebody you need in the locker room. He yeah. didn't give hell. He played five, ten minutes. Yeah. He just have you. He out there. Yeah. And like, he just want to win, bro. He hate losing, just but like me. But the thing
0: about Dennis is he also wasn't trash.
1: That's my thing. And a lot of people don't understand that. I just hate him when you put him in rough situations. Yeah. Like, people got to come out the game when they're tired. Yeah. Like, I remember I was hurt down the stretch about, like, seeing yeah, And I'm watching him guard some of the best players. And I'm just sitting there like... If you give Dennis like a good two-minute break and put Dennis back out there, he will go back to doing what he was doing and start the game. That was Mm -hmm. frustrating this guy. But if you just go run Dennis into the ground, he ain't going to do it no more.
0: And the reason why I say, because the great thing about Dennis is he wasn't trash, is because typically the ones that are very vocal, very uh, aesthetic and hype, get the team morale up, they're not really good. Right. they're just vocal leaders. That's it. You yeah, got to keep like, them in the
1: leadership team. Yeah, and everybody used to watch our games. It was when you put a certain group on the floor or yeah. a certain five on the floor. You watch us work, and then we never stayed together again. Or you yeah. never see us again throughout the game. You like, what that unit that had, like, Isaac, Dennis, and Aaron out there? Like, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, yeah, uh, coach don't like Aaron. Uh, shit, I get the sporadic minutes. I remember I scored 24 in Colorado and didn't play the second game. hmm Everybody texts me, like, I think uh, his name was Rich Bodie. Bodie texts me after the game, like, why didn't you play? And I'm like, you hit seven threes the game before. I'm like, look, bro, I already got the argument with Coach White already. It's too late. <laughs> I
0: don't make the decisions here.
1: I don't like, I don't make the decisions. We argued that game. He sat me out. It wasn't my it wasn't my choice. I came across the court to cover for somebody else. Mm-hmm. I was Lily guarding the next person in front of me on the transition. Mm-hmm. Dude, across the way, wide open. You just see me go. Ain't nobody, fuck it, I go. Yeah. You blame me for it. And I'm like somebody closer there. So it's yeah. little things like that. It's just it's too many delusions. No,
0: so y'all try to compete with us?
1: Yeah, it was like we was trying to get the wins with you, not working. I was like, they just low key, they better than us. That's right. <laughs> like everybody like, why they switch the girls game, boys game before the girls game. They better than us. I would rather watch them be- watch us lose and go watch them win and go home. I would rather mm-hmm. watch that too. Like that's why the big switch was. I think it was our junior year you switched where we was us first, then y'all. And I'm yeah. like, look I, thought I, right. was, I thought they just alternated every nope. year. Nope. That was for a reason. It was for a reason. I, oh, I'm okay. pretty there was had to be a reason because there was no way. My first two years we didn't do it. Oh, okay. Then uh, junior that's... year here we switched. And I was like, yeah, it's cause we're not winning games.
2: Well.
1: Even had a meeting to try to get our coach fired. And that was a waste of time. Yeah. A waste of time. <laughs> the person who wanted him fired didn't give none of us no information. Just like go and we like going off what we had. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's we suck, bro. That's all this was. And yeah. it wasn't nothing else to get him fired. Yeah. And I'm like, that was a waste of our time. We sat down with all these like people. We had mm-hmm. Donna Carroll and it was a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you think about want to come play back for this dude the following year? And I'm like, and I was in this meeting. I don't want to be in this meeting. Yeah. <laughs> I got called into this meeting. I didn't ask to be in this meeting. I got called into this meeting. And yeah. I'm like, they like, Isaac, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to this player, this person, this person.
0: Like, you know how awkward it is to have a meeting about wanting to get your coach fired. They ask you to come speak on the behalf of why he should be fired. And, you, yeah, and you he's like, still there the next
1: year. Yeah. And then you come back and you got to play for him. Or yeah. like when I exploded in the locker room. Yeah. And I walked myself back into the gym. The first person in the gym with me is Coach White, mm-hmm. and he goes, "You could have did that better." <laughs> what do you mean? I could have did that better. We tried all these little meetings, tried to talk it out. Yeah. I tried talking to guys on the side. That didn't help. Yeah, at this rate, I'm tired of losing. So, yeah. and it's been four years of losing. I yeah. tried to quit before the season started. You ain't let me. So, here it go. All the anger I got. Here you go. You can have it now. Mm-hmm. Legit and. That's the most awkward the two most awkward moments of my college career was the two things that pulled me out of my character.
0: I uh wouldn't never I wouldn't have no issues with anything I've experienced with the teammates I had at Dominican if they were respectful respectfully athletic enough to to talk shit about me. Yeah, you like, know, I even in high school with the ones that I grew up with playing at AAU, we were all very great players, like all D one level players. I had none of respect with the girls and their athletic abilities. If you talk shit, we just can play one-on-one. We figure it out. Yeah. Y- y'all don't even want to do that with me. Cause you <laughs> yeah. know what's going to fucking happen.
1: And like, that was us too. Like with us, it wasn't even that. It was like, I feel like certain people, they understood that game, mm-hmm. but I don't think they understood. You not producing right now. No more. Mm-hmm. So like, I ain't gonna call no names, but we had a point guard come off the bench for us who averaged about four or five turnovers off the bench. We, we had, had another a, we, point we guard. We had a starting
0: point guard that averaged 20 turnovers a yeah, game. Like, oh, well, we
1: had, well, we had one guard, senior guard, who just started above all of us, played, what, uh, f- 30 minutes, and his stat line was Pat Bev, zero, zero, 0 all across the way. And you just looking at the other people coming behind us, like, yeah. producing. Yeah. And it's little things like that, and I'm like, I can't keep taking this. Yeah. So,
0: all right. I'm done talking about basketball. Cause this is, that stuff still makes me angry when I just start to talk about it because there's nothing you could do about the hurt people inflict on you after it's done.
1: Yeah, because for me, mine's woke up after we left. Because mm-hmm. like, I think I played in like a couple men's league and I started getting looked at for overseas. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I could have been doing this Yeah, if we just learned how to play together.
0: And the person that I am, I don't even... Like I care so much about everybody's well-being and stuff. Yes. So to learn about the girl saying that she was experiencing abuse or whatever with her godmom as the coach and shit, I could I I like you still did shit to me. me like yeah. I wanna be angry at you, but because I care so much about all of us liberating ourselves, like I can't even be mad, but I still have that hurt there. Like.
1: Yeah. yeah, like, that was me, too. I was just, well, I did it in a different way. It was just, like, when I'm watching my guys or, like, freshmen, as even when I was, like, the junior senior, I'm like, I watched you play. I know what you got. Mm-hmm. I find a way to get it out of you, Joe, one mm-hmm. way or another. If I got to get my way in the game and get downhill and find you, I'll find you if I got to. Yeah. Or if I know I got to rely on these two, well, I know they hate losing. Let me just stick myself on the defensive end. hmm But you lose yourself along the way, and that's one thing I think I will regret was losing myself along the way. Yeah. Because – I, I think I still needed to be me to help. And that's what I didn't do. And I didn't do that to my senior, and that was be me in order to start helping. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: <clears throat> We done went an hour and 30 just talking sports. <laughs>
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. You did? Like, I was just chopping up with you. I was like, this going to be a long episode, T-Ray.
0: Uh, we didn't even, even talk about us as humans, like outside <laughs> of playing sports. That's how much playing a sport, take over your life. Like, like you yeah. can't really get to learn the other stuff you're interested in. Like, I didn't even take music seriously until my senior year of high school. And so that was what I fell back on when I was having issues with basketball in high school is I fell on music. So leading into my first year of college, I was putting out my first EP. Like, I was really focused on music yeah. because I lost the love and passion with basketball because of politics. So I actually started to learn so much about myself my senior year of high school so I didn't know that that shit was fuck with me so much until I was now having to choose a college and if I wanted to continue to play basketball because I was finally giving myself the freedom to look at other stuff that was about what I am yeah. as a person. I was experiencing, like, finally accepting that I like women my senior year of high school. So I had to figure that out shit, too, and that was fucking with basketball because <laughs> I was beefing with my best friend at the time. She tried to basically... Steal the girl that I was, I was in love, in love with, with. Right. And it couldn't, it wasn't happening. <laughs> and so we started beefing cause she told the girl that I said some stuff about the girl that the girl wouldn't like. She told the girl, I learned it. And I said, we're not friends anymore. And she didn't like that. She didn't want to take accountability that she was being yeah, a, a bad friend. Yeah, was, so she was terrible. telling the coaches and shit that T is the problem now. Like I see what y'all talk about. She the problem though. You
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I still want a girl, but like, Yeah, and she telling these people shoes. we
0: fell out over a girl. No, we did it, nigga. You
1: It was a horrible you friend. You a horrible
0: friend. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was man, it's so much that we like if you're if you really dedicated to something, you spend so much of your life striving for that to yep. where you kind of forget how to be human when you're done with that. Yep. Talk about how things was for you when you Senior last game, light shut off. That's it. No more basketball.
1: So light shut off, I ain't gonna lie, I felt lost for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So what the first month of not like not even having a game, nothing, no basketball related activities, I joined the league right away. Mm-hmm. And then but the funny thing is that I went back to all my friends. So everybody I played with in high school, I went back to them when we all joined the league together. Mm-hmm. And then we went undefeated and mm-hmm. one league. So then I got into another league right after that. And we just started doing it, like, till we lose. Yeah. And then right before the pandemic ended. Ended? Like, right, I mean, started. Right started. Right before the pandemic started. Yeah. I think we won one more game and never seen the court again. And mm-hmm. then I got offered to coach. And that's when a real, like, whirlwind for me switched for me. Because mm-hmm. then it became more about. My X's and O's and worry about myself and me diving into somebody else's future. Yeah, and I was like, my dad was a coach, and I always watched him coach, so I had little stuff like keeping everybody in check. Like he don't play favoritism. I yeah. was his son. God damn it! This man made me give up a whole All Star MVP in front of everybody just to give it to me privately. Yeah. I was like that. That I rather just got it. Like he made my sister mad because mm-hmm. like my sister knew what I wanted that year, my eighth grade year. Like I played was playing so hard for All Star MVP, and he made me give it up. Yeah. So he always put that selfless part. And then my mom always kept me humble when she was alive. So she always kept me humble. But when I got to coaching, it was like, take what they did
2: mm-hmm. and let me
1: bring it to them. And mm-hmm. then all the coaches I did play for that I didn't like what they did, yeah. I'm not doing that. Yeah. So it was a real like shell shock my first three games. I got my ass kicked. And then after that, ground just started hitting the ground running. I think I won like 11 games straight. No favoritism. Trying to keep that and kill it in the locker room, whatever I could here, kill it. But for me, I stayed around basketball. Mm-hmm. I had to one way or the other. Even now, I have to stay around.
0: What do you want to do career wise with yourself?
1: So right now, I want to be a physical. So I'm in school to be a physical therapist assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm almost done with that. Coming up this February, but I really want to coach. I'll be honest with that. If I can get to the Division One level, NBA level to coach. I want to do it. Okay. Because uh, I care too much about yeah. the game of basketball, yeah. but also I care too much about watching somebody getting coached the wrong way.
2: Yeah.
1: Or like I watch my little, my I watch Gigi little brother play,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: that's why I knew my mindset changed because I'm watching him play, and I'm like, bro, you could do so many other things besides running this damn offense. There's some other ways we can attack. Then mm-hmm. you keep running the offense, and all they doing until you run the offense. Mm-hmm. But he's scoring 10 without running the offense. Yeah. So, I'm like, he could do something different. And he's just playing within it. Yeah. So, I just think with me, I just, I have too much fun for it. Even with coaching. Like, I'm all on the floor. I didn't kick, I didn't get some technical fouls. That mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is real different now. <laughs> <laughs> so. This is fun. Yeah, this is actually fun. Like, yeah. and you get to actually, as a player, I couldn't talk to the referee no kind of way. As a mm-hmm. coach, I can't. It's like, don't do your job shit, because I can't do my job like shit. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing I just, like, when I'm watching guys grow from the first day with me to the last day, like, my first group of, seniors, my first group of freshmen, I tell you, watching them play now, mm-hmm. it's, it's just that fulfilling aspect. It's like, oh, you did what you were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Like, they, it clicked for them. Like, understanding the dedication they got to put in for them. I don't think a lot of them understand. Like, I think as you come out of eighth grade, you do so many things where your parents pay for it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they lose that factor. And mom paid for it. I'm going to make the team... All right, when well, we walk yourself in the high school freshman year, and you got sixty other kids, and they're about to try out for the same team. What helps you stand out? Mm-hmm. What makes you stand out amongst them? Mm-hmm. Um, what keeps you on the team as you keep getting older? Mm-hmm. What gets you that college scholarship? If it's D three, D two, NAIA, any of that, what helps you get there? And that's yeah. what I like to see. Yeah,
0: one of the things that I didn't have, uh, I wish I would have known sooner when I was trying to get myself exposure to get D one offers. Is just the rise of social media and how Mm -hmm. that plays a large part. Cause we, that's when it started, is when we were leaving high school. Yeah. I feel like. And so I paid, well, yeah, I paid for like a membership on this like recruiting thing. It got me to like a D2 offer with Post University. I went out there to Connecticut. I didn't like it. That's the highest was a D2 offer. So I'm like, damn, I would've just posted a reel or some shit, like something.
1: Yeah, cause prime example. So that same combine I was telling you was in I was like my senior year of high school. Same, same gym. Scored about twenty each game in the little scrimmage games we had, and the same kid, who I played against, mm-hmm. didn't win one damn game. Yeah, he didn't play that well. Yeah, he got a highlight tape out. Yeah, and I was like, I ain't got that type of money for no highlight tape, yeah. so I've been making my own highlight tape on huddle, and was like. <laughs> All right, we could do it like this, but it wasn't nothing special. Yeah, scraping whatever you, you footage good, somebody might have
0: gotten on their phone from. Yeah, them. I'm
1: like, now you're just looking at me just shoot threes. Now it's just me picking my all my plays. And I'm mm-hmm. like, nah. When you got somebody putting, like, the little things together, that intriguing part just so yeah. they can attract you on social media. Yeah. And that's what I think a lot of people miss. And then even then, I do feel like social media ruined the game a little bit. A little bit.
0: I think Steph Curry played a little bit of part in that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Okay, um... I do would you want for your child to play? Yes. you want for your boy to play?
1: Yes. And I just but for me I'm not gonna force it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like What if nigga
0: name. wanna play lacrosse? Go here. They ain't gonna like, oh, really, nigga? Yeah,
1: lacrosse? hurt a little bit, but I ain't gonna be like, all right, well, you ain't play. Let's make you the best lacrosse player we can now. All
0: right, look at you. Uh, great father. Now
1: it's only one sport. I mean, it's no offense. He ain't playing no damn golf. <laughs> No golf? Nope. But you can play lacrosse? Yep. Golf too slow. And I ain't trying to walk. I ain't
0: trying to watch that shit.
1: I ain't trying to walk hold a hole, bro. Uh. I'll be honest. <laughs> I'll be honest. I don't want to do nine holes. I don't want to do 12, 18, none of it. I can't do it. That's too long. Okay. You got to watch do a hit one time. Mm-hmm. And what, three hours later, you hit another time? Mm-hmm. No. No. No golf.
0: <laughs> I would love my kids to play sports just to have that discipline and shit there. But I do not want them to want to be you know, professional athlete if they're delusional. <laughs> yeah, see, okay, yeah,
1: okay. Now now, now, now you time. Yeah, that's my thing because I feel like that's what AAU is. Uh-huh. It's a lot of
0: delusional,
1: delusional parents. Delusional-ass
0: parents. Delusional
1: parents, and I dealt with that like my last year of coaching before I had to start school and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a kid, and I feel like in tryouts, top-down talent, like whole tryout, talking trash to people up and down the court. I'm like, they're my guard, I got my point guard, and I'm, like, sitting in the trial. It's like I got my point guard right there. I'm going to have to, like, coach's attitude, but not mm-hmm. got my point guard. Cool. Season start, Put him on the team. First four games, we lose. He ain't playing like nothing I need to play. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying all these other things, and like right after that fourth game, we lost. His dad calls me and goes, I want my son to be the point guard. It's like okay, he like I don't think the ball in his hands enough, and I'm like
0: the one that you labeled to be the point guard, Dad. Yeah, and
1: I'm, okay. like, I'm like I don't think we watching the same game. Mm-hmm. So then like I'm like thinking, so I call my other assistant coach. We talking about it. I'm like we try to draw some plays up for him. I'm like all right, so I go in my bag, draw some plays up, run some plays. Okay, fifth game we going going this Fenwick at the time. Fenwick was undefeated, mm-hmm. and that's a real. I ain't gonna lie, them little boys was hooping they freshman year. Mm-hmm. Playing our butts off Up and down But every time This little boy in the flow I couldn't get him Playing no defense And I play a 1-3-1 one, one. Mm-hmm. That's just cause I had to follow What the varsity doing mm-hmm. In terms of defensive schemes We playing a 1-3 I put him at the tail Cause he could cover Side to side Kid is not playing No defense whatsoever
2: mm-hmm.
1: Go sit down That's five games in a row You playing like crap So mm-hmm. I put the other Little kid Now his dad Want to make it a race thing mm-hmm. Cool I don't care Gavin Fitzgerald my little white point guard came in that last, like, five minutes, hit two threes, mm-hmm. got to still play the game the right way. We only lost about one. Yeah. Dad gets so pissed that he walks in and goes, I want my son at the end of the game. Like, I got to talk to everybody first. So the AD stops him, like, no, nah, let him talk to him, then you get your son. Nah. He's like, that's my son. I want my son. Mm. I'm like, cool, you have him. I ain't going to talk to him like that because I ain't going to try to, like, beat them while they down like that. So yeah. I'm like, cool, they can go. All of a sudden you go, I could take him to Whitney Young. <laughs> take him to Whitney Young. Yeah. That's how I don't lie. I don't understand. If you watching the same game we watch. I don't yeah. care who your nephew, your daddy, I don't care if your daddy LeBron. Yeah. You playing like trash, you're not on the floor. Yeah. And that's what AAU is. That's what they do, though, the, the, the transfer left to right. And I feel like that's to try to find something that works for your son when your mm-hmm. son not that. Yeah. And if you keep preaching to them that they something they're not, they don't never realize they're not that. And I feel like that was a lot of people at Dominican too.
0: You gotta tell your kids if they suck. They suck. Yeah, right.
1: man. That's my thing. You got to keep it honest with them, and that's my whole thing. Even with him, like as my as Amaias gets older for me, I'm honest. I want to keep make the game and have fun, but I'm honest. Mm-hmm. You suck today. <laughs> you could be better, but you suck today.
0: <laughs> One of the narratives that I want to rewrite, as far as just sports culture, is going back to academics. Going back and instilling that in kids early on that your grades are extremely important because if if basketball or football don't work out for you, it's a one percent chance that you're gonna make it professionally. If that yeah. don't work out for you, you at least still have intelligence to lean on to, so that you can navigate and figure out what are you outside of sports. Um, it's a lot of dumbass athletes. Yeah. And, with every sport today being such a business, you can't be dumb. Yes. <laughs> you got to have some type of intellect. But that's one of those uh, narratives I really would love to rewrite. And I think it starts with the structures before you get to the professional level of middle school, high school, yes. AAU programs. It starts with them saying, "Let me see your report card." Nah, that shit's trash. Uh, I don't be a believer in medioc- mediocrity. Like we all gotta be excellent. So you pushing them to be great academic wise and you also are talking to them as if you're a school guidance counselor and you're saying like, where do you want to be outside of basketball, basketball yeah. and you helping them find opportunities in the communities that can help them if they want to be an engineer. Okay, well make sure you join the robotics team when you get to high school or some yeah. shit like that. Like that's one of the narratives I really want sports to garner and transform into outside of just focus solely on Put this reel up on Instagram for my my son. <laughs> this nigga just did a fucking sham guy against a, a six foot eighth grader, and we gone. Like, All right, yeah. <laughs> that can't be it.
1: Yeah, it can't to me because I feel like it's a lot of disconnect. Because as you get older, or you find the right pro, you find these certain programs, you're not gonna play. Mm-hmm. And as much as you care about hooping – you ain't gonna hoop. Mm-hmm. You can't get the grades right. Mm-hmm. Like, prime example, like, I think I let my grades slip coming out of high school, going into my first half of that freshman season at Dominican. Yeah. And I that's why I respect Coach White. I mean, <coughs> my X and O's might not been his thing, but he cared about our grades. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, I was like, man, I'm just barely eligible. Bet. I can go to Colorado. <laughs> first day of practice, yeah, I eat. Bro, you had like, a 2-7. Mm-hmm. Didn't you have a 3-5 in high school? I'm like, yeah. He, like, not acceptable. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, bet, Then I pick it up from there. Yeah. And even then, when I was on coaching, now it's just like a lot of these kids don't understand like how very rare it is for you to make it that far. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's gonna be a hundred, about over a hundred thousand, maybe even it, like a million other a million. Kid, a million other kids trying yeah. to do the same thing you're doing. You might not make it, mm-hmm. and I'm not trying to put that in a harsh way, but you got to find something to fall back on. You gotta
0: I, be blunt with people, bro. Yeah. You're not going to make it. Yeah,
1: and that's why I was trying to help some kids. <laughs> like I had a kid who I had legit. And I remember walking in. I legit. They give me a report card every week, like a progress report every week. Mm-hmm. I was coaching at pets. and one of the kids had like three Fs, three to four Fs, and I was like, "Bro, you not playing until you get at least one F left." Yeah. I mean, school could be hard. Like my best friend is somebody who was like who looked at me like, "Yeah, college ain't for me." Yeah. And I could take that yeah. because you understand. Like I did everything I could up until high school, and I'm not gonna do it no more because this ain't for me. Yeah. Like, Cool. You still got to put some type of effort in up until you get to you eighteen, mm-hmm. and that's why I think he didn't understand. And I was like, you need to put some type of effort in. He like, I want to play in college. Yeah, not with three Fs. Mm-hmm. So if you can't get two of those three up, you're not playing anything. Yeah. And if, I don't even want to see the other Fs. so mm-hmm. I don't even want you around me. So get away from me until you get them up. So I take you away from the whole sport if I can.
0: Yep, that's when we had a conversation about Ebony K Williams and what she was saying. That's this. Parents are the villains in your origin story. If they're not putting that discipline in the household and not letting just sports take over or bank director to raise your kids, like Mm -hmm. you, you have to have this level of excellence in the household. It does help for you to also have been a student that cared about scholars. I mean, academics, but you know, if you're not and you want your kids to now become that Just, you got to teach that into your kids, man.
1: Yeah. Also, the parent got to have that goal. Like we were saying earlier about the legacy thing. Even my brother, like as much as I tried to be him.
2: Yeah.
1: It's always, the the message was always, the real message to be better than him. Yeah. (laughs) Same thing with your kids. You can preach as much, you want to be like me, but your message is to make them better than what you was. Yeah. And that's the goal, I feel like, the whole entire goal of parenting. Like, I have done everything I could. Mm -hmm. I made mistakes. I learned from my mistakes. Mm -hmm. My job is to prevent the mistakes you're going to make that I made. But ultimately, I want you to be better than what I did. Mm -hmm. If you can make it far, great. Mm -hmm. That's what we was aiming for for you. Mm -hmm. But if you didn't... Who what's your next plan? What's yeah. that backup plan? Yeah. I can't keep preaching like, oh, you're going to be the next LeBron or yeah. next, going D1 and get us all out the hood. No. Yeah. No. You're not.
0: No, it's too much pressure. You're too, too much pressure scared. for that. Yeah, it's yeah. too much
1: pressure. you add adding more pressure. Go have fun. Yeah. Bro. And let's see what life takes us from there.
0: I saw that LeBron, Bronny is the first to graduate high school. First one. Or, no, go to college. Go to college.
1: Because Savannah dealt with LeBron when he got made it to the league in high school. Yeah. So his mom was doing community college while she was with LeBron. Yeah. So then it's like, I don't want that for my kid. (laughs) I mean, it's no offense, nothing wrong with that, but, like, I don't want that for my kid.
0: When you think about it, Bronny's the first to go to college. LeBron is arguably the second or best player of all time. Yep. And your child is the first to go to college. College. That's so embarrassing. For me. For me. That's probably not embarrassing for them. That's embarrassing for me to say that that is the generational curse that just been I'm broke broke because i had to become the greatest of all time
1: <laughs> i mean it, it helps. put it that way yeah because <laughs> yeah, it he, helps and i think it also helps when i mean we make it over a, a, what a billion dollars yeah i mean it's easy to say that now yeah like if you was one of these like a like a jordan yeah just going week like who we don't care about his kids you make sure your <laughs> name <laughs> his name get out know, you could tell How they act. It's Mm -hmm. just like, that disconnect is right there. It's like, Mm -hmm. you didn't live up to what you were supposed to do, so please do not associate my name like that around that. And that's what it looks like, Mm -hmm. even with all the news and how they were portrayed, like, even with him dating, what, Larza? Yeah. I don't hear Jordan talking about it no more. I don't hear Jordan's name. Michael Jordan was not in the article. Yeah. We got Bronny's name. With LeBron's name and Bronny's going to college article, I take it. Yeah. And it's like certain generational curse that got to be broken, but that's one I think was just put pocketed because your dad went to the league in high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that got a, that's probably a topic that should have came back too.
2: Mm-hmm. Would
1: you like, like, would you let guys or like the NFL or these other like leagues open it up to high schoolers? Because I just feel like there's certain guys who just colleges is just not for them.
0: Would you uh, let people get uh, drafted straight out of just high school? out high school again. Uh, I don't sure. want that.
1: Why? Because I was just thinking because it's like, I feel like to me it kills that disconnect. Because either you're not going to make it at 18 yeah. or 19, What you got to do, you finally test the water because now I feel like you have no choice now to fall back to school.
0: I like that they at least have to do one year of college. Yeah. Because college, if you're not going to college, you're going to be out here trying to figure out your identity because we were not focused on that in high school. We just thinking life's sweet. Mm -hmm. So you need at least that one year to be, to transition into adulthood and figure out what the fuck I am without an attachment of my parents, nobody. It's just me. I have to face myself now. And everybody needs that. And so I don't know if going straight to a league, you getting millions of dollars, you're a John Morant. Well, now
1: they making money regardless of where they go now.
0: That, I mean, that's good, though. Because if you can make money in high school, that alleviates you feeling like you need to speed up your life. Life, yeah. <clears throat> you got some bread in your pocket. You give something to your mama. You cool. But I also, think that's good.
1: Yeah, and also I feel like it gives them a the sense of I can stay and still make money now. Mm-hmm. So I can get my education, yeah, finish, and yeah. then, boom, I can leave. Yeah, So I like that part. I like the NIL deal because I feel like it kills the one one and done thing yeah. or like straight out of high school thing yeah. for me. But I still think it could be a nice option, but that's what the G League of is for. Mm-hmm. That option is like somebody who don't want to go to school, who just like school was never for me. Mm-hmm. I just lucked up and just got here at <laughs> this point. Yeah. And that's why I want to help them out, too, because I feel like those are some kids who feel like they trying everything. Yeah. The school is just not connected. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any uh, gems you would like to drop on the pod?
1: Gems? Yeah. Hey, you got to watch the We Got Action podcast, too. Okay. Okay. So we out every Friday morning. So. Same time as us. Yeah, every Friday morning with y'all. Uh, All right,
0: make sure y'all watch us first, though. You know. Well, watch them first. <laughs> and then when
1: you're ready for your sports recap, you can stop on by with us. And mm-hmm. then with us, I always tell everybody this. You don't have to watch the entire episode just because we do drop some really long episodes. Mm. But say you're an MLB person, just skip right to the MLB portion. Mm-hmm. You an NFL portion, come right over to the NFL portion because mm-hmm. we go right into detail with a lot of things. But Also, we like we love interactions because that helps us dictate the next topic. So just check us out.
0: Okay. I'm gonna have socials in the descriptions for you all to try to connect with um, the podcast. That's the gym though?
1: Yeah, that's my gym. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then remember, use it or lose it. That's the gym.
0: Facts. Use it or lose it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that's in all aspects though. I'm serious. Because as I'm in PTA school, as you're getting older, if you're not using those muscles, you ain't moving around, you start to lose it right away. I'm feeling that. And when you pass 30, it ain't no coming back. So. Just a decline right after that. So it's easy to use it or lose it.
0: My six my six-year-old nephew beat me in a foot race with Crocs on. I blamed it on the Crocs, but I really felt pain in my leg, man. I <laughs> lost to a six-year old six in a foot race, bro. Use it lose it. Uh nah,
1: hey, hey, you lost to a six-year-old in the race. We got to hey, talk man. about that.
0: If you are on YouTube, make sure you <laughs> like, comment, subscribe, and hit that bell. Not a <laughs> And if you're on your favorite streaming platform, thank you for tuning in and make sure you leave us a rating. Peace.
2: Just watch the damn podcast.